Hey, do you like epic adventures? Yeah! Do you like slaying dragons to save cities? Fuck yeah! Do you like world-spending quests to keep the world safe from ancient evils? Yes! Well, too bad. That's not Heartbeats. Come listen to Heartbeats, a storytelling podcast about ordinary people in an extraordinary world. Each week, our characters just try their darn best, but not because they're heroes. Available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. Hello, my name is Cody, and I'm from the Rancor's Brothel. We're proud to be a part of IPM 2018. The Rancor's Brothel is an actual play podcast featuring systems like D&D, Call of Cthulhu, and Delta Green. Have fond memories playing games as a kid? We're those fools, only sort of grown up. Find out more at rancorsbrothel.com. We promise a podcast experience you won't forget. Hello, I'm Kyle from Beyond the Abyss, a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast. Join our four characters, Liam... Neil, Eli, and Gemma, as they try to survive the eldritch horrors that await them in this present-day setting. Not for the kiddos. Please, find us on Twitter at BTACast. My name is Liz Burton from Dungeons, Dice, and Everything Nice. Dungeons, Dice, and Everything Nice is an all-women, all-comedian Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Listen as a vegetarian butcher shop owner, a burlesque dancing barbarian, and a skateboarding teen wizard ascend their small-town beginnings and take on sinister cults, daring gauntlets, and basic human interaction. Follow us at Dungeons Dice on any form of social media. Hi, we're Tabletop Potluck natural play podcast created to help diversify the world of mainstream tabletop role-playing games and make tasty recipes and help you find your new favorite rpg system and to have fun so check it out now on all podcast directories come sit at our table hello and welcome to a very special episode of i am here celebrating international podcast month i'm your host jazz and i'm from the show's heartbeats a heartwarming fantasy and the rancor's brothel Podcasters from around the RPG community have banded together to create a series of one-shot games for International Podcasting Month to promote diverse and inclusive gaming and to celebrate the hard work we do as podcasters. Today's game is Monster of the Week, which was designed and created by Michael Sands. Joining with me for the game are Megan from Tabletop Potluck, Kyle from Beyond the Abyss, Bianca from The Broadswords, and Liz from Dungeons, Dice, and Everything Nice. Tonight we're playing a homebrew scenario of Monster of the Week based on my experiences as a child in flyover country. So pull up a chair, grab an ear of corn, and prepare yourself for a fun romp in small town American Midwest. Thanks everybody for joining us tonight. Um, And we're going to go around, kind of around the table, the metaphorical table, uh, and talk a little bit about the characters. Monster of the Week typically has character creation as part of the setting and world building but we've done that ahead of time in the interest of time uh and not listening to us him and how over names locations and people for a while um so i would like to start with megan megan could you tell us a little bit about your character like what playbook what they look like um you can leave out some of the uh, mechanical benefits but like some of your gear so I'm playing the Chosen. Her name is Druancha Vale, and she is a some pretty average-looking kid. Dresses nice. Uh, she's a certain age. She's an age. What was she? Shit. Between seventeen and eighteen. You're like right after high school graduation. 
Yeah, so she's, you know, just graduated high school. So she's an age. She's a good enough age. And she has a very controlling mother and just uh, wants to try to do her job. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, we'll get more into Druancha and her backstory in a few minutes. Um, but I wanted to hop over to uh, Jeremy Green, played by Kyle. Kyle, could you tell us a little bit more about Jeremy? Uh, Jeremy is a 26-year-old guy who runs a vintage gaming shop. And he he owns it, runs it. He's more or less the only person you'd ever see there. And most of his time is either spent there or he's on the road kind of either promoting uh, his his shop or going to conventions to work them and grow the brand or like just out and seeing cool things that he can bring back to the shop um uh, you find him most of the time there he has a very trustworthy face and i mean it matches his personality anything that you think you want to tell him it's a secret is safe with him or if you think you need to rely on him to get something done he does it thanks that sounds good. Uh, oh, and the name of Jeremy's shop is... Oh, right. Green Screen. Vintage Electronics and Games. Because Jeremy's last name is Green with an E at the end. Yep. Uh, Bianca, tell us a little bit more about Madame Soleil. Yes. So, Madame Soleil, uh, she is a woman that has a rather unnerving aura about her. It's not something that you can kind of identify when you first meet her. It's just kind of like you see her from a distance and you just get a feeling and you don't really want to approach her much more than that. Uh, she wears like a really nice red trench coat. She has a, guys, what was the name of the hat? Cloche? Cloche. A cloche black hat with like a nice yellow flower in the middle. Um, She's bald. Uh, no hair, but her eyebrows are beautiful. She runs a souvenir shop. Uh, the shop, incidentally, is just called Souvenir Shop. Apparently, that's a trademark. Um, so she's part of that chain. However, it's modified a little bit where the back of the shop, she sells more nefarious goods. Uh, more exotic, potentially mysterious items that you wouldn't otherwise encounter under normal circumstances. Awesome. And last but not least, we have Liz plain Spoon. Yes, I'm Spoon. I don't know why I'm talking like that. But, um, <laughs> I'm Spoon. Um, I chose the flake. My primary source of income is I run a theory channel on YouTube that is somewhat popular. And, uh, I know that there's monsters out there, which are what a lot of my theories are about, but I've never actually seen one with my own eyes. Um, I have a mohawk, but it's kind of hard to see because I wear an army helmet at all times. I also wear combat boots um, and tube socks. I'm making that decision right now. Um... I also wear jorts, and tucked into the jorts, I have a neon camo tank top. I'm sorry, guys, but Spoon is my favorite. Yep, no, this is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. S- Spoon and Madame Soleil are both just like icons immediately. And I'm just like, hello, I am the chosen Mary Sue number one over here in my school uniform. <laughs> and then there's Jeremy. <laughs> Before the mystery starts, a couple of the playbooks have things that happen before we really get rolling. One of those is The Chosen, and uh, Druansha is minding her own business, like, just, you know, chilling. It's the summertime. Um, She's been out of, like, school in general for, like, a year. She's not quite going to college. Her mom's just like, sure, you're taking a gap year. Totally thinks nothing of it. Uh, And Jurancha, you uh, are woken up, kind of, in the morning, maybe. It's dawn. Like, you can barely see some of the sun coming up uh, over your little city that you live in. And you've, you've felt this before. Tell me, what does it feel like or sound like how do you experience these dreams or visions that you started having when you were the chosen one so it's kind of a sleep paralysis where i feel like i've woken up but i can't do anything and i can't move and it just happens i just watch it from my bed (laughs) sounds good Um, So you have this sleep paralysis hit and you know you're about to receive one of these important messages and you're kind of frozen Uh, and you start to see almost like something's wrong with your vision. You just start to see like bokeh uh, that like just things like falling, but they're not really in focus. Um, Maybe like, you know, when sun, when snowflakes get too close to your vision, they're just kind of blurry, but they're in all sorts of colors. They're in greens and yellows and purples and even a couple of reds. And as the vision progresses, it crystallizes a little bit into being leaves. And then you see pine cones and seeds and those little acorn helicopter or not acorn, those little helicopters and acorns and you just start to see a variety of vegetation and it's just gracefully falling in front of your vision um and you you feel like you're surrounded by this cascade and you feel safe Um, there's nothing ominous or frightening you've had this before where you you know you've you've seen glimpses of monsters or someone's in trouble but you just have this sense which is odd that you are in a safe place and you kind of want to stay here but you can't stay because it starts to fade back out and your vision blurs again and the sleep paralysis fades it starts first in your toes and you can start moving your toes and then it rolls up the rest of your body and finally (gasps) you're awake And it is dawn uh, in the summertime, and you've just had another vision. I'm going to close my eyes really tight, try to go back to it. You can remember bits and pieces. You can remember 
leaves and seeds and color and safe. That's kind of what you pull from that vision. And this is very unusual. You're not used to being this calm or have this sense of security coming out of a vision. I don't want to leave it because it's so rare, but I know that I have to because I know it still means that there's something I need to do. So I'm going to get out of bed and I will start quietly like working out. <laughs> As you're working out, you get a ping on your phone. Uh, there's been a new video uploaded by your friend Spoon. Oh man, I'm going to do some sit-ups while I watch it. <laughs> uh, Spoon, you uh, have uploaded a new video about uh, life in the Midwest. And y- you've, got this, you've got this sense that uh, something might be going on. But you don't, you don't have quite enough to put together a whole theory. So you're just kind of checking in with your followers. Uh, what does Spoon sound like on this recording? Um, hey, my little rats. Midwest life? Great. It's going awesome. So glad I moved back here. Any monsters? Still none. Can you believe it? I can't. Anyway, I know they're here. I know that they're here. And you, you, you know that they're here too. Anyway, I just have a feeling. Something's gonna go down here. Let's have some fun. Subscribe, like, and share. To give you an idea, the small town that Spoon lives in is what I like to call the one stop on the interstate kind of town. It's not even really off the interstate. Like, there's that gas station and that really shifty restaurant, like a Denny's that's open 24 hours a day, and it's mostly, like, truckers and families. And me. And, and of course. And, of course, Spoon. Um, but even that's, like, a good 20 minutes away from the actual town, which is really just, like, four streets in a grid. It's very small. Um, it is somewhere between Cincinnati, Ohio... Indianapolis, Indiana, and Louisville, Kentucky. So you're somewhere in that triangle. Um, Madame Soleil, it is an early morning. Uh, What are you up to? And where do you live? Okay, so narratively, I think I might need to move things around. Uh, What I'd wanted was my character. She lives in uh, Quebec, Canada. Uh, she is French Canadian, uh, so when I do portray her, I will be using an accent. Uh, I do. I, I'm a fluent French speaker, so like this is an appropriation. It's something I'm actually really passionate about. Um, <laughs> so that'll actually. So I'm thinking she does travel a whole lot in order to acquire the items that she sells uh, in the back of her store. So today she is on the road, just traveling. She doesn't really have any destinations in mind. She usually just kind of likes to go out on the road and see what finds her because those are the best items that she tends to find. Uh, Are you traveling by car, by boat, by train, by airplane? My character sheet doesn't specify a vehicle, so I would like to travel by train. Okay. 
All right. You are on a train. Perfect. And Jeremy, it's very early in the morning. What are you up to? You live in the same city as Durancha. So very early in the morning, Jeremy is probably just rolling out of bed. Uh, the shop doesn't open until about mm, 10 o'clock. And he normally gets there about 9.30 unless he has to do inventory. But this isn't one of those days. So he rolls out of bed, looks at the notifications on his phone drowsily as he brushes his teeth and just kind of throws on whatever's closest and looks clean enough. Uh, something nerdy enough to be able to use as a shop uh, a uniform, even though there, since there's no one else there, a uniform doesn't really matter. It's just the sort of thing that he's kind of done out of habit. And as he looks at the notifications on his phone, he probably, since he met Spoon at a convention and they talked, he probably would have uh, followed uh, Spoon's YouTube channel and may, may have seen that. So that that's put on cue for uh, a watch, a good watch later. We're going to come back to Spoon real fast. Um, Spoon, after you upload your video, you kind of get done. You're like, I'm going to go to the Denny's today. Like I always do. And you get this really weird notification. There's a breaking story somewhere near you. You, you like never get this. Um, but one of your apps that like came pre-installed with your phone just pops up and goes, news near you! And... It says, third person found attacked in small town. What would you like to do? I fist pump in the air with both of my fists. Uh, with my fingerless gloves that I forgot to mention earlier. And uh, do I see the location? Uh, you do have to click on the article in order to see anything else. You just see the headline. I click on that article. At first I think, oh, it's about, I thought the notification was about my video, like saying, oh, breaking news. Right. I'm the greatest, but it's not. So I clicked it and where is this location? It is about 45 to 50 minutes away by back roads. So it is not that far from you. Um, all things considered, considering the nearest Walmart is like an hour and 10 minutes away and your post office is at least 15 minutes. Um, this is actually pretty close. Uh, 45 it, minutes by car? By car. Okay, because I was going to say I start running. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours later. Yeah. <laughs> this is a small town um, that is outside the Big Oak Wildlife Refuge which is a real place that the town butts up against. But it's one of those like really old towns that used to be um, like a big farming community or maybe it was logging. I mean, it, it, it dates to like the early 1800s and pioneers, but it's kind of fallen in terms of population and there's no major employers really that live close. Um, so it's kind of one of those small rural dying towns and you read the article and not only see the location but it then says 
something to the effect of a another person woke up outside their house, not in their house, um, with cuts, bruises, and scratches all over their body, and they have no memory. Uh, some people think that it's wild birds. Some people think it's sleepwalking. Some people think that there's something extraterrestrial happening. No one really knows why these people are waking up outside their homes covered in cuts, bruises, and scratches. I know. It's a little monsty. <laughs> just a little. Just, just a, a little, little monsty. <laughs> you comment uh, on the news article. Yeah. It's a little monsty. I know what this is. It's a little monsty. And then I put a rat emoji. And as you're commenting on it, you see that it links to a couple of other articles. This is the longest one, but there was, you know, another article that was, like, second person. And then there was, like, mysterious attack at night or something. And that you see this verbiage, like, attack, but you see the pictures and it's literally, like, they're just covered in scratches like they went for a walk in the park. The, the, the headlines are clearly blowing this out of proportion. And as you go back through the articles, you start to see the same screen name pop up. Is it mine? It is not yours. Damn it. Unfortunately. It is one of your friends. Hello, Monsty32. It's Kimmy. K-I-M-M-M-M-Y. And you, you've seen pictures of Kimmy. This person is not someone that likes having their face in their videos or talking or anything like that, um, but tends to, like, document more ASMR or just, like, noises as they're walking around, like, just snippets of daily life. Um, so it's not really a channel you're super interested in, except for when, like, really weird things happen Blair Witch style. So you're aware of Kimmy, but Kimmy keeps posting things like, of course these are related. It's no coincidence. Why aren't you investigating this? And just really weird, like, one-liners, like, one after another on every single article. And you can tell, like, they've been flagged as spam. They've got a bunch of down votes. Like, you can see a couple of them have been removed, like, redacted. So you don't know everything that's on there. Um, This is a person that you may not have, like, contact information for, but you do know their channel and you recognize their screen name. DM them on Twitter. Okay. Uh, You do not immediately get a response. I know. I'll wait. I'm playing it cool. Sounds good. Also, they paid people to downvote her. Of course they did. They absolutely paid people. Uh... Do you do anything else? You've already posted one video this morning and now you're DMing someone else. Do you alert your your fellow conspiracy theorists at all? Or any of your friends? Or do you just kind of keep it to yourself till you hear back? I'll, I'll alert. <laughs> That's so sounding so unsure. So who all do you alert? I alert... The Rat Squad. I don't know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's no, it's good. I like it. Your That's followers called. are called the Rat Squad. It's solid. The Rat Squad. Which is Jeremy. It's just Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
it's literally like rat squad and it's a, and it's just a text, us too it's just like it's a just normal text, text conversation <laughs> and you've just renamed it and you're just like this is this is what we're going with it's just jeremy and i i renamed his contact information from jeremy to rat squad so it would look like a group chat but it's just us two it's really just the two of you so jeremy you get this uh this message from spoon it says alert the rat squad and it's a link to the article the most recent article that we posted this morning uh i'll take a minute to look through it and after i know what's what's going down i text back absolutely we got to look into this right i mean it's got to be the the man yeah and that like the that level of enthusiasm in like it's like the text is all caps and sometimes jeremy will play along with like it being a group so he'll just invent another like person so that it seems like there are more people to comment on this whole scenario like it's all still coming from him but it'll be like yeah and this thing happened and then in a completely different tone of voice in writing he's like he'll he'll add another comment onto it uh, so that you know it's just it makes the group feel more like a group <laughs> right right um, then that's not an echo chamber of literally two people talking to each other exactly uh but Jeremy will also then uh, notify uh, Drew uh, just to see if maybe she's heard something about this and if, like, maybe it was one of her hunts or, you know, something that she she hasn't filled Jeremy in on yet. So how do you notify Drew? Do you call? Do you send a different text? Do you add her to the text group? Do you just do a Facebook thing? Show up at where she usually hangs out? Wait for her to come to the shop? Well, as far as I know, she normally, yeah, as far as I know, she normally hangs out at the shop, but, uh, yeah, and it, it would probably be kind of weird to, uh, have an 18-year-old <laughs> and a 26-year-old dude, like, talking, just, like, you know, whatever, um, but... It looks improper. It, it, like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's that's how he's kind of addressed the whole situation. Like, most of their interactions just been at the shop where it's, like, yeah. no one can take that any other way. Because, of course, you have security footage. You've got retro games. You've, you've got a pretty good setup. Yeah, some of those things are really expensive. Uh, as Along with, like, the other odds and ends that I sometimes get from Madame Soleil. Yeah. And... I think I will let let her know. Well, yeah, I guess I guess I'll have to wait till she comes into the shop and ask her then at, at that point. So yeah, no, I don't like I don't text her or anything or call because that that would just be weird. Yeah. Um, now, Drew, you also know Madame Soleil. Um, she was in the same chosen one test as you, but you guys didn't know it at the time, and there was something that happened uh, and people came out of the woodwork and chose you as the chosen one and not her. So you guys have had this tenuous relationship since then. Um, do you want to contact Madame Soleil at this point? Because, I mean, you, you've heard something from Spoon. You, you've kind of woken up. You might go to the shop. We can fast forward a little bit if we need to. Um, I think I'll just send, like, I feel like we probably have an email. Like, I know her email. We're not close, but... <laughs> I like that. 
I've got her professional like a email. Business relationship. I have her fax. Right. So I literally sent her an email and I just say appointment scheduling. And then in the email body, I say, uh, good morning. Do you have any plans to come into town or nearby anytime soon? I've got something a little urgent that perhaps would be important for both of our dot 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 business dealings. Drewansha <laughs> send. So, Madame Soleil, you get this email. You are also driving. I'm on the train. Oh no, I'm sorry, on the you're train. on the train. So you can check your phone all you want Fine. on the train. Yep. Uh, I'm a bit of an old soul. I have a old BlackBerry um, with like the physical keyboard. Um, very business oriented. So as soon as I hear that ding, I am like, ah, oh, I have an email. So I, I pull out my email and I take a look and it's from, you know, this individual Drew. Um, I'm a little, I'm comfortable with her, but I understand like our relationship standing. Like she has the position that I had that potential to take, but I unfortunately fell victim to my monstrous habits and that prevented me from becoming a chosen. So I'm a little, what is a good synonym? It's not frustrated and it's not envious, but it's almost like a mix of both, but less. Like I really, I think I believe I could have been a really good chosen if I just wasn't so darn monstrous. And that is something special about Madame Soleil. Uh, you are the monstrous playbook, which means you are a monster yep. of some description. You just have sentience um, and you can usually control it. Um, we'll get a little bit more flavor into what kind of monster you are as we go along. I would like um, that. Mm hmm. Other than that mysterious aura, you don't really look monstrous to other people. And I think that's really important for you as a character that you don't seem like a monster until people get maybe too close. A little too close. Yeah. Too aggressive. That ding goes off in my email and I see that it is a message from Drew. And after reading through it, I'm like, hmm, okay, uh... And the subject, I'm going to change the body of the subject to bonne chance, which just means good luck. And then down below, I say, I will be there soon. And then I sign it really professionally, Madame Soleil. And uh, Drew and Jeremy are both in like one of the Chicago suburbs, maybe a Detroit suburb. Like you're in, you're in a decent burb of a major metropolitan city. Um, the nice thing about both Detroit and Chicago is they're within pretty decent driving distance of both Spoon and where this location is that Spoon has been notified about. So we'll cut over to Drew. Um, are you going to the shop today? Yes, I'm going to have breakfast with my mom and, uh, do probably the dishes or whatever chore that she asks me to do before I leave, but try to do it as fast as I can. And then tell her that I'm going to hang up with hang out with some friends and I've got a lead on a job. So I'm going to go see if I can get an application. I, I like the idea that Jeremy has this giant stack of applications just so Drew can take them home and fill them out in front of her mom. <laughs> you just have like 
they're just fake applications for different businesses. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, like I, 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 I made them as professional as possible. Some even for like green screen of like of the ones all around, and like it's not even displayed out there. It's just like, hey, I need a- another one, and like I pull out the drawer, hand it to you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even need to ask anymore. Yeah, I just walk in, you just already have one for me, and I'm like, alright, now we can talk. <laughs> that's what that's what makes it not look so weird that the 18-year-old is going into the shop as soon as it opens. And, like, you get a job application every day, and he keeps turning you down, but you come in every day to apply anyway. <laughs> Other people are like, damn, she's so determined to just hire her. <laughs> it's called Jeremy's persistence. like, I don't have enough work, she's my only customer. Like, her and three other people are all I see all day. <laughs> right, right. So you guys spend a little bit of time catching up. Um, how do you talk about a vision, talk about a message? Like, how do how does this go, up, go down? So as soon as the door is unlocked, um, I'm assuming Drew is just waiting outside the door for 10 o'clock to roll around. Yep. And the door is unlocked and he kind of ushers her inside, just kind of steps aside for her to walk in. And it's kind of like the shop is, it goes about 30 feet and then there's a stairwell that branches off to like a half upstairs and a half downstairs. And upstairs is just like a bunch of display cases. And downstairs there are actually a couple of arcade cabinets and a couch uh, and like an old TV with uh, a bunch of like games that are already preloaded uh, onto a Retron uh, so that, you know, people can play if they want. I mean, like that's all that his customers seem to really do anyway. And uh, I'm assuming that they probably head down, down the stairs it's, and it's only maybe like five steps down into the little, uh, the little chill area with all the arcade cabinet stuff. And that that's where they talk about stuff. And so when, when they're 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 all like ready for the day. Oh, Drew. Ah, yeah. So I saw this thing earlier this morning and you know, it made me think, were you like on a hunt last night or something? Cause uh, I, I got some really weird information from uh, a friend uh, about something really weird that happened. Uh, last night I couldn't. I was in piano lessons. You know, <laughs> mom. Oh, yeah, 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 right. What happened? Oh, okay, yeah. And so Jeremy will pull out uh, his phone and just show the link and... Well, he'll the, he probably left the article up, uh, but he won't show off the the text conversation between him and Spoon. Um, but yeah, that that's what he 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 shows to Drew. So Drew, you see this article that talks about this third attack. Um, they are found, you know, outside. Um, their clothes are like beat up um some of them are in night clothes some of them are in actual clothes like almost like they fell asleep at their desk and then wake up outside scratches bruises starting to form um brambles in their hair like just like they wake up outside 
Um, the town's not really big enough to specify where. Um, they're just like, they wake up in town, and it's presumed that this town is small enough that everybody's going to know pretty quickly. Um, but just the fact that this is the third one is what has made this article longer than the others. So you all are now more or less aware of that something's going on and you're kind of intersecting. Um, in the interest of time, I say that you guys meet up at some point that day, whether you want to meet up at Spoonstown or the town next door. Um, Madame Soleil, you'll probably get in the latest. So if you want to like fish around for more information or kind of just try to meet up with Drew at some point, um, that's up to you guys. I think that Drew and I would have been emailing back and forth and then whatever she kind of decides upon, I will take that as, you know, factual information and be like, okay, I will be here at this date and this time and uh, we can communicate from there. It's probably going to be evening before you could get to either of the small towns. Um, do you guys make plans to meet in the metropolitan city, in Spoonstown, or in the location of the article? Uh, I will contact Spoon to try to see where they'll prefer meeting, because I know, you know, the man's always watching, and they, there's there's always something that, you know, is is coming after us, so they, they know what's best, where best to, to hide, and, and, you know, convene for for some sort of plan so that's who i kind of contact with this and i i keep drew in the loop and i'll ask hey drew who who you keep checking your phone is is that is that miss sunny is that miss sunny he gets really excited over that (laughs) yes it's madame soleil yeah (gasps) yeah yeah uh tell tell her what's going on i I have been yeah she's on her way Oh, yes. Oh, ask her if she brought the thing. Ask her if she brought the thing she for me. Brought the thing? Did she, she she'll know. She'll know what I mean. Just say the thing. Okay, fine. I'll just yes, say yes, the yes. thing. Okay. <laughs> so I sent off another email. I brought I brought the thing. Yes. The thing is italicized and underlined and in quotes <laughs> and it's capitalized the thing and bolded. <laughs> Nobody's really sure what it is. Guess we'll find out at some point. Um, so you guys all meet up and, uh, have time to kind of match notes. Spoon, you were able to find a picture, um, of the town. Yes. However, it dates from 1910. So it's about, you know, a hundred and five year old picture. Um, but it shows a couple of wooden buildings. Some of them are two stories. It shows kind of like a wooded area. It's a little bit hilly because it's outside what is now the wildlife refuge. Um, and you, you think the town has probably changed a little bit in a hundred years, but you're also aware it may not have changed that much. So Denny's now. Yeah. So you guys all meet up for clarification. Did you guys decide on the city or a town? Uh, my judgment would have come from whatever Spoon suggested. I say the town. Or like near where the article was. Spoon, uh, logistically speaking, do you have a bike that you then bike the several miles to this neighboring town? Or do you just find one of your regulars that's a trucker and have them take you there? I don't trust a trucker. What? No. They'll steal me away. Um, I bike. <laughs> okay. So you you like get to Denny's 
order a coffee, all of this starts happening, and then you just take off on your bike and you're, like, recording a YouTube video from your handlebars. Hey, my little rats. Um, we're on our way to a big scoop. I think I'm finally gonna, I think we're finally gonna get the proof that we need. Those monsters are out there, and I'm gonna get that proof. I'm gonna get it, whether it be on video or not. I don't care if you believe me or not, but you're my little rats, so I do care if you believe me. Like, subscribe, follow me on Twitter, um, at the spoon or my side channel, uh, cleanspoon.org. Yeah, that's a YouTube channel, not a website. Peace out. <laughs> I like I'm it. Dying. And then I send, I send another text to Jeremy, uh, and it's just 15 eye emojis and then a popcorn emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys all meet up in this little small town. Um, it is called Big Oaks. That was my nickname in high school. Right? Big Oak. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. How did that become Spoon? Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Little concerning, Spoon, right? Spoon is my name. Big Oak. Well, I know. Because... So, I meant, how did, how did they get Big Oak from Spoon? I just tried getting the nickname started and it didn't really stick. <laughs> I tried oh, yeah. starting my own nickname. Hey, my name is Spoon, but you could call me Big Oak. Uh, <laughs> I just, yeah. I had Spoon. For whatever reason, it never stuck. I can't imagine why. Yeah. So you guys, you guys all meet up in Big Oaks. Um, there's a couple of things you notice as you as you guys come into town on trains, bikes, and um, a '92 Nissan pickup truck, uh, which is Jeremy's. Yes. Transportation. Yes. <laughs> uh, I did write that down because I thought that was very important. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. This. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so you see a couple of things. Um, one is the layout of the town. There is a kind of sort of grid structure where you can see like, oh yeah, this was definitely a prairie town. And then not in the center of town, but kind of off center, there's this enormous oval or egg-shaped area that's probably quarter mile across i mean it's this huge area that is just trees and it's weird because they're all like nothing is around them it's just this this almost circular area of just trees and they're tall and you can see there are definitely big oaks there's also evergreens there's elms there's all these bushes that are in all of these different colors um and it's just this wild area that appears to still be in the town there's just literally nothing around it and you also see kind of across from that um a big sign that says like public hearing scheduled and it has a date of a couple days ago um in one of those like big signs and underneath it says um you know the the where it's going to be held at the the town hall meeting um and it says Cobb construction and you see a few other things that just catch your eye there's a couple of the buildings that are in that old 1910s photo are still there They've changed paint colors, and you can tell they've been re-roofed, but the buildings are still exactly the way that, that they list uh, in Spoon's photo that Spoon found. So there is a, like a, you know, as you get off the highway, it's like 
Liberty Inn and points, you know, 0.5 miles. And it says the circle, 0.25 miles. And a few other things like town square, a historical society. There's not a whole lot to this town, but they're making do with what they have. Welcome to Big Oaks. <laughs> what would you guys like to do? So uh, I depart my train. It lets me off uh, at a station that is in the town square. I have contacted Drew yet again to determine the exact location of where I'm supposed to meet her and Jeremy. Uh, I mean, I'm excited. You guys, I mean, I wouldn't say friends, but I've been friendly with you. And I really enjoy having friendly communications with people. Uh, so where have I been directed to meet you? Well, if you're still at the station uh, and Jeremy was told by Drew that you were there, he probably probably would have tried to swing around there to come get you. Did Jeremy yeah. take Drew in his car with her? Because I don't know how she would have got to the town. I would assume so, yeah. which is okay. also kind of weird to see. But <laughs> She's on my page. For the sa- family. <laughs> for, for the sake of... You know, the story. I'm just going to write it off. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, You guys are going to go touristing somewhere. You know what? I I finally decided to consider maybe hiring her, and I'm taking her to a con with me to to see how she does. um, You do know that there is a convention, like, not today, but like three days from now that direction um and so of course you guys are just gonna go early and pack up an entire truckload full of gear uh and just take off and go to a convention uh the convention is called planes con and it's spelled p-l-a-i-n-s con wow because you're in the midwest yeah yeah yep i tracks I'm going to call my mom and tell her that I'm going to go camping with my friend Stacy. And, you know, because we're going camping, I can't really talk much because I'm not going to be able to charge my phone. So, like, don't worry. I just want to keep the battery. If you don't hear from me for, like, a couple hours each day, it's fine. It's just because I'm trying to keep the battery alive. I'll be back. I'll be (laughs) back in, like, a couple days. It's totally safe. Like, her parents are also coming, so you can't talk to them because (laughs) they also don't believe in phones. And, you know, batteries. (laughs) Well, you know how Stacy's mom is. (laughs) She's got it going on. She's got it going on. (laughs) (laughs) I said it in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to say it out loud, and then you did it. Oh, no, I totally went Absolutely. I totally went there. So you all have, have... picked up Madame Soleil at the train station um, and are driving into Big Oaks. Uh, Spoon, where have you been hanging out? Um, I traded my bike with another bike of a local teen because if any trackers would put on it, I would ditch it by getting this local teen's uh, bike. They have they have pegs on the front and the back, so I think it's a pretty sick bike. Sweet. Um, they also got a playing card in there, but I ditched that because I don't want anybody to hear me coming. Um, I also am trying to put together how my uh, popcorn emoji connects with Cobb. The name or the word Cobb was said <laughs> earlier. 
as part of the town. Uh, Cob construction. Cob construction, corn cob, popcorn. I sent that. They're listening to me, and somehow this is all connected, and I just have to figure out what, how. I just have to figure that out. Also, where's, I gotta find Jeremy. So I guess from the very, um, how how should we say it, cryptic text uh, that was sent to the the rat the rat crew. Uh, Jerry's gonna try to figure out what spoon means. Uh, I guess would that be like a sharp roll or something? Um, you've got a pretty good beat on spoon. Okay. Like you you've been talking with her long enough that <laughs> okay. that you're like. Okay, so I may not know all the details, but I've got a pretty good vibe as to what's going on. Like, you don't have to roll cool or sharp for that, um, gotcha. because yeah, you guys are friendly enough because, like, Spoon's always texting you. Yeah. You, yeah, this is one of the first times you guys have met up, like, not at a con, um, but you absolutely, like, understand where Spoon is coming from, even if Spoon sometimes seems a little out there. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Anytime... Uh, Jeremy has the opportunity to meet any of his friends. Uh, it's it's always a good a good like celebration kind of thing for him. Like, oh, Miss Sunny, hi, how are you? How was the tra- how was the train? Oh man, I, I bet it was a beautiful ride. And like, just kind of blathering on, <laughs> just like yammering away, uh, just ch- chatting up a storm. Just as you guys are getting there and having this friendly introduction, you've got, like, four people that may or may not have met before. Drew, you have met Spoon, um, but Madame Soleil has never met Spoon. And, like, Jeremy and Madame Soleil don't see each other super often and aren't in tons of communication. So it's kind of like this little mini reunion getting to know each other. And over you guys being all excited... You hear off to the side, and it it sounds like a chant, but it also sounds like there's only one person. (laughs) What do you guys want to do with that? It's about six o'clock. Sun is getting low, but it's also summer, so it's going to stay out for a little while. It's either one of two things. It's either a private sports event with one cheerleader, or it's a protest. Or it's something else. I don't know. With one protester. Can I roll to investigate a mystery? Uh, Absolutely. So that is a five plus. This would be on sharp. So what we're doing. I have a zero on sharp. Okay, so it's just a five. So that's a fail. (laughs) Wait, hold on. How many dice do I roll? I think I'm having a moment. I only rolled one dice. No, you roll two dice. Give me a second. (laughs) So the way Monster of the Week works is there are basic moves and then there are playbook moves. And right now, Madame Soleil is doing a basic hunter move, which is to investigate a mystery. Um, You use it to kind of figure out something about your environment or what you're trying to research. Um, And that was a five- Plus two. Correct. So my other dice was a two. So that's a seven total, which is a seven. success. All it's right. a mixed success. Yes. Um, so on a seven to nine, I get to hold one, which means I get to ask one of the following questions. Hold one means that you can either ask a question now or you can 
hold it until you have a little bit more information and you will get, because you got a seven, you will get one piece of information about this. So I'm going to hold on to it just for like a little bit longer. I just okay. kind of want to peep what this strange individual is shouting and potentially figure out why. Okay. Um, so you can ask one of the following questions when you feel like it's appropriate to ask this hold that you have. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can it hurt? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? So you've picked up on the fact that you hear shouting. Spoon has reacted to it. Do you guys want to move towards the noise to get closer? Yeah. Jeremy will. Yes. He'll- I'm going to be at the mm-hmm. back of everybody, kind of hovering a little bit of ways away. As you get closer, you know, you've parked the truck. Um, it, the bike is in the back seat, you know, in the bed of the truck, like literally lashed to it so that no one can steal your new bike. Um, you get further into town and it seems like some of the businesses seem like they're closing for the day. People are actually milling around. And at one of the intersections, as you guys get close, you see this woman in her 60s, mid 60s, something like that. Um, Spoon, you recognize this person. Um, but I won't tell you anything else until Madame Soleil decides um, if there's anything else she wants to do. Right now, this person it has a sign that you can't quite read, um, is clutching something in their other hand, and seems to be tromping around shouting um, and wielding a sign. The theory was right. I think I would like to know if there's something being concealed here, something beyond just a crazy woman with signs walking around frantically um you you don't know if there's anything really being concealed um about her actions she's being very blatant um you can tell that the sign says save the circle save the trees and in her hand she is clutching what appears to be like an oversized pine cone and a couple of leaves Um, which you can tell based off of your seven. Um, Spoon, you recognize this as someone that lives in your town. It's not that far away. Do I know who? Does she work at Denny's? Um, You think you might have seen her at Denny's a couple of times, and um, you get, she has this name of, like, McLaughlin, and that's all you've heard her referred to as. Uh, can I walk up to her? Absolutely. She kind of, like, acknowledges you and, like, gets a little louder as you come by. Um, because someone's actually paying attention to her for once and everybody else is just milling around not paying attention I pull out a pine cone from my back pocket. Jeremy's right next Uh, to you. Solidarity. Yeah. Save the circle! Save the trees! Save the circle! Save the trees! What is happening? (laughs) Instead of while she says, save the trees, I, I chant that. Okay. Um, does anyone else want to have a reaction before we? Oh, uh, Jeremy's uh, right next it. to Spoon. Uh, in like, do you want a pine cone? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I pull out start, another one out of my other back pocket. Yes. Start chanting and like I uh, I'll like kind of quiet down a second and lean over to this woman that I have no clue who she is and ask, 
Hey, so why are the trees in danger? That's a good question. Um, Madame Soleil, as you're getting closer and I mean, as I- these pine cones are getting passed around, you are paying attention very much so to this person, this McLaughlin, um, even though you don't know if that's her name yet. And you see that the pine cone she has is like three times the size of the one that's the ones that Spoon pulls out of her backpack. They don't even look like they should exist in the same place. Like this pine cone is massive and like almost takes up this woman's entire hand and Spoon's is like fits in a palm. Um, and it's just, it's just a tiny little one. Like it's summer. They're not really big yet, but this woman is like carrying around this giant pine cone. So that was part of your hold and your question. What is being concealed here? Um, you were able to notice there's a difference between the pine cones. Um, so she stops for a second and she kind of puts the sign down and she goes, did you see the signs on your way in? They're going to tear down half the town and put up some multi-use building and like try and bring tourists here. And they're going to chop down like so much of the history in this town. This is, we have to save the trees, save the circle. Oh yeah, a- absolutely. I'm all for that. And so, who's they? Cobb Construction. I say that. (laughs) And McLaughlin turns to you and goes, Yeah, it was on the sign. Wait, don't don't I know you? I turn to uh, Spoon real quick just to like, quick quick wink. Like, yeah, I I got that. I want to know if that's who she's talking about. And then McLaughlin goes, Sorry, I'm... I'm Artesia, you can call me Tease. McLaughlin, but, but I don't go by that here. Hi, Tease. Tease, I save the trees. Like, that's a thing, right? You may have heard of me. Oh, Tease yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> but Jerry, like, extends his hand to, to shake hers. Uh, like, kind of like, oh, wait, no hand to shake. Shrug, oh, well. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeremy. Drew, how are you responding to all of this? Drew, for the most part at first, is just, like, shaking her head like this is insane, and then after a second, it hits her that her vision was about trees and nature and everything this woman's probably talking about. So she goes from, like, hurry, this lady's insane, to, wait a second, this is insane, what is this? Okay. So you're kind of having, like, a little bit of... explosion (laughs) happening (laughs) so you're not really participating in the conversation you're kind of in your own head right now yeah uh are there any questions that you guys want to ask tease otherwise she will go back to chanting with arms crossed and a really intense frown madame soleil is glaring at tease and then finally after this woman has kind of explained like her name like as if we should know her She's going to march closer towards the women. Excusez-moi, I do not understand why you are doing this. These trees are going to be cut down and that is the end. Why do you care about them? Because they're trees and they deserve to be protected. If no one is going to stand up for them, I will. It's what I do. You are one person. I do not I don't ex- I don't understand what you are trying to do. It's pointless. Just go away. We've got business to do and you are in our way. I'm going to put my hand on Madame Soleil's arm and just kind of lean up towards her because I assume (laughs) she's taller than me and just be like, actually, I think that she's right. I 
there's something with the trees. I don't know what, but this is important. Okay, I I understand that the things that you see or the things that you say might have a little bit more importance than, say, this woman over here. I don't trust her. She look at her. She looks suspicious as heck. Uh, but Drew, yes, let's, uh, if you want to share some information, I think perhaps we can come to some kind of agreement. Before you can share any information, you hear, Hey, what's all that racket? I'm going to call the sheriff from one of the nearby second story windows. And you see a rather, um, proper very city madame soleil like you would expect like this is a person that's like going into like a business meeting um jeremy you have no idea what those people look like (laughs) and (laughs) so she kind of leans out of this second story window and is uh has her phone in one hand it's the latest snazzy phone and she's clearly dialing as she's like pointing and yelling at artesia at tease. I'm gonna turn and look up and yell back at them. Just, this is a peaceful protest that is fully protected by law. <laughs> the woman looks down at you and goes, This is not peaceful. Do you see her chains? She is going to chain herself to the trees. That is not. Uh, yes, hello. I, and, and she goes I yell, into like her 911 call. <laughs> So So, this person stops yelling and uh, begins talking into the phone. It's still loud, but she's no longer shouting at the window down at you guys. So that. that, um, No, I did. Jeremy's going to turn to tease. Look at the giant acorn in her hand. Back up at her face and be like, Mm -hmm. saving the trees. It's important. Yeah. But you can't do that if you're arrested, right? Let's let's get out of here for right now, and we'll talk it over. We'll we'll regroup, and we'll definitely continue this. Don't worry about that. We're, we're definitely going to save the trees, but we need to regroup right now. And so I'm going to try to use the panic button uh, move to try to convince her that we should go. Okay, sounds good. Um... I get to roll sharp. And on a 10, they go, no questions asked. Um, seven to nine, they can, uh, they, yeah, they, they go, um, but it's going to cost you, like, the, uh, like, it, it takes them time or, you know, something like that. Like, a, yeah. Yeah, there's some sort of cost associated with it. Yeah. Okay. And then a six or below, you fail. Yep. Uh, nine total. Okay. On a seven to nine, it succeeds, but there is, uh, something that prevents it from going off smashingly well. Um, and as you're trying to calm her down and get her to go with you to regroup, she has, um, Tease has stopped yelling and, like, her protest sign is down, and from around the corner, you see a sheriff show up um, and doesn't seem to be in a rush, doesn't seem to be terribly concerned, but there is now a sheriff on the scene and is walking towards your group. Tease has, Tease has not yet resumed 
talking because she has been convinced. But the wrinkle is that this the this sheriff person has now shown up. We got a bolt. We got a bolt. I'm going to approach the sheriff. Okay. So you're going to run interception and just kind of like start walking towards them. Yes, I'm going to take a deep I'm breath. Walking the opposite way. I'm going to take a deep breath and walk towards the sheriff. <laughs> Try not to show how nervous I am. Okay. So you're walking towards the sheriff that has shown up. Um, Spoon, you are booking it in the other direction. Um, are you walking, running, like sneaking? How are you getting away? I'm just like inching. Okay. Like, off to the side at first and just like trying to slowly s- sneak away but like I, I mean like I don't trust I don't trust them I don't trust I don't trust cops I don't trust anybody but um I don't know I, I kind of want to hear what's gonna go on though so I want to <laughs> I want to stay but I want to try to hide in a bush be at a safe distance so if I need to bolt I can bolt you can trust Jeremy he's got the trustworthy face <laughs> also I did make another connection. Save the circle. Crop circles. Corn cob. Corn cobs. Popcorn. Cob construction. Three. A triangle. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. Illuminati hashtag confirmed. Illuminati confirmed. Right. Where are they? So many connections. I can't wait for someone to uh, make a, a mind map of spoons connections throughout this whole thing (laughs) it's gonna be great um so you are inching away drew you're headed towards the sheriff madame soleil and jeremy um are you just staying with tease for now uh probably would have uh tried to get tease to go the opposite direction of where we saw the sheriff coming from just so that the sheriff doesn't approach her or interact with her at all and we can continue you know getting more information about what the hell is going on okay um so we're gonna go to drew um you walk up to this person and you can see it says um deputy it's not an actual sheriff it's a deputy and the last name is christoph ranger hyphenated because of course it is uh and you see the person that was up in the window um, has stopped screaming. It goes, there you are! And, like, disappears from the window. And the deputy says, let me guess, he started another protest in the square and uh, Ms. Cobb is upset? Yeah, didn't even need that one to get called in. That's exactly what happened. Uh, We came over and we're talking to her. We just wanted to make sure that Everything was exactly as it seemed, and it appears to be. She just has problems with the forests being torn down, but as I tried to tell Miss Cobb, I believe that this was a completely peaceful protest with no intent to harm anyone else, so it, as you said, it should be cut and dry and fine, and everything is good, and why waste your time? Yeah, it's peaceful today. It wasn't so much at the town hearing. I've just been told to keep an eye out. Just kind of keep tabs on both Miss Cobb and Miss McLaughlin. Just make sure that they don't come to blows again. I missed the hearing. What what happened? 
oh, you know, the usual protesters show up, try to shut it down, tree huggers, you know how they are, and the kind of looks over at McLaughlin. Developers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they don't ever see eye to eye. I've never seen those go well. We eventually got called in because the, uh, the local sheriff caught the swine flu and has been out for a little bit. So we got called over from another county. Can I use suspicious mind to see if he's lying to, to us? Uh, she is, uh, she, is. Sorry. Yep. That's okay. Samantha. Um, Samantha. Deputy Samantha Christoph Ranger. Uh, does not appear to be lying. Right now, you are the only one that has that information. Okay. But you're you're close enough that you can hear it. So uh, the deputy. Kind of goes, yeah, I've been tasked here to keep an eye on it, at least until we can either go ahead with the construction or not. It's kind of up to the town at this point. They're put into a vote in a couple of days. You know, it's a whole thing. This isn't the only town to have this happen. It's just one of the last ones. And Ms. McLaughlin here is well known in the area for being a troublemaker. And... Cheese leans over and goes, Save the circle! Save the trees! Like, directly at the deputy. Just like, I heard you! I heard you! Alright. Well, you'd better get out of here before Cobb shows up. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to break up these two, and I really don't want to have to interview even more people if you're around. So Yeah, I'll see if we can get her to leave. Uh, Jeremy's already been, like, ushering her away, like, down the block pulling her (laughs) yeah just like by the elbow as long as i pull Cobb out of here and go talk about paperwork and licenses and permits we should be set for at least a couple more hours till t's gets done with her protest and speak of the devil and she goes over because Cobb has come out of the building and like is in two inch pumps and a business suit with a skirt and is just like you did it and is just yelling at T's and the deputy intercepts and pulls her the other direction. Um can I go up to McLaughlin? Um and she is she still shouting? She's was obviously shouting back and forth at Ms. Cobb, mm-hmm. but she's kind of like is more interested in you guys and the fact that you approached her and, like, trying to get you to her side more so than she is continuing the protest in this moment. Uh, McLough, (laughs) may I ask you a question? Sure, whippersnapper. What you got? (laughs) Do you know any information about the, the people who have had the scratches? People in the articles online. The what? You know, any information about them or the family? What are you? What are you talking about? You mean the sleepwalkers? Sleepwalkers. What do you mean? People have been waking up outside their house. They, they look like they've been through hell and back, but it's just sleepwalking. It's it's nothing. Miss Tease, I I noticed that the. That acorn that you had, it it's a lot larger than what it's supposed to be, right? Why is that? Oh, this. And and she holds it up. Oh, this is from one of the, the really big evergreens over in the circle. I mean, it, it just kind of fell right next to my foot when I was walking around trying to, you know, get acquainted with the area a couple days ago. And it just 
bloop, fell up my foot, and I decided I should probably carry this around. It's a, it's a good symbol of the circle and kind of what I'm trying to preserve and represent. Yeah, and, well, I, I assume, you know, you're saving the trees, fighting the good fight. Uh, yeah. Are, are those acorns usually that big? Well, I mean, have you, have you ever been to the circle? It It's old. It's really old. I, I don't know how old, I don't, but, it, like, the it's, and she points over there, and even from where you guys are, good ways out, you can see towering trees kind of, like, over some of the buildings. Those trees are enormous. Um, they look to be way larger than anything you guys have seen in, in any of the cities you've lived in, particularly the city. There's nothing in the cities that's that old. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Not anymore. All right, yeah. Um, I think they call it old growth. Yeah, that's that's the word. <laughs> I mean, I just call them trees. I love them all. But those conservationist people with all of their fancy signs and their fundraising, they call it old growth. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know what? My friends and I, we're... We'll check it out. We'll we'll make sure those trees are are just fine. We'll make sure that you know the construction company kind of like throw jabs a thumb over his shoulder at uh, Miss Cobb. Uh, we'll we'll handle it. We you can trust us. You seem nice and all, but I feel like if you're gonna go that direction, I should probably go with you, just because there's, like, some really good native plants in there, I don't want you stepping on it, there's just some wildlife, I just I just feel better if, if, if you're headed that way, take me with you. I guess since uh, Spoon's right there, I look over and kind of shrug, why not? Can I, wait, I have a quick question real quick. Uh, for moves, can I just use this whenever? Yeah. Do I? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that really where you want to go? Yeah. Is she lying? No. I don't trust. Spoon, you haven't trusted anyone so far. <laughs> Something was said about, oh, swine flu. I also made another connection. Swine flu, swine, aka pigs. Where do pigs live? On farms. What has... What has a farm? Corn. I worded that very oddly. <laughs> what has a what has a farm? Corn. <laughs> Mr. Corn's farm. Corn cob. Is there a, is there a is there a farm in the picture that I found? <laughs> Not that you can see in the picture. It looks okay. like maybe a general store. There's a couple of like barn-looking things, but you don't see any like fields of corn. On your way here, you passed a lot of cornfields because... Another connection. Lately, Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, anywhere that there's good flat land, it's usually soybeans or corn. When I hear uh, that she wants to go with us, uh, like, again, I, I kind of shrug over at Spoon and I look back at the the grove and then I look back at Tees and like... She's cool for now. Well, we heard some bad things might be going on out there, and I definitely appreciate appreciate you looking out for us. But I I don't want you to get hurt, so maybe you should stay here and let us check it out, and and we'll let you know what we find. I want to use my trust me move. Well, when you tell a normal person the truth in order to protect them from danger, roll charm. Okay. Uh, Ten. They do what you say. No questions asked. 
seven to nine, they ask a hard question, stall, or have a quote unquote better idea. And six or less, you fail it yep. outright. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So you're rolling plus charm on this, correct? That I am. Right. Ooh. What, what was the number? Uh, five. <laughs> it's 2d6 plus charm. Yeah, yeah. I got a two and a three. A two. I see. So that's a five. Yeah, so five plus my charm is two. Charming. So actually that's seven. So it, it barely squeaks Ooh. out. Barely squeaks out. Sorry, I forgot to add that in. <laughs> it's okay. They got a two and a three plus your charm, which is two. So you got a seven. Um, that means that there's they're some sort of obstacle. They don't follow you outright. So Tease turns to you and says, You know, it's getting late. How about we go to the bar? I'll, I'll buy you guys a drink. And kind of looks over at Drew questioningly. She just like shakes her head. <laughs> like all of us just start shaking our head. <laughs> We'll all go in the morning, and I'll be your guide. How does that sound? Yeah, I guess that is a better idea. Madame Soleil, did you have something? I just wanted to have a small side scene. Um, You know, after the sheriff had approached us and kind of said everything that he said to Drew, and then you guys all wandered off with T's. What was her name? Miss Miss or Mrs. Cobb? Uh, It's currently just been referred to as Ms. Ms. Okay. Uh, Ms. Cobb in her, you know, pumps and her business uh, attire, uh, I, I kind of drew myself to her. Uh, I, sorry, I don't want to use Drew's name. I kind of leaned towards her. And while they were off having their discussion about what their next steps were, I was just making some small talk. Some small talk. Like, um, it's, uh, it's good weather that we are having today. Uh, your skirt looks very nice. Would you like to go into that empty building over there? <laughs> are you using a move or are you just making small talk? Right now I'm making small, tra- small talk. Um, I'm okay. leaning in towards my feed. Um, as a monstrous, I must subside off of living humans. Um, in this instance, it takes the form of living flesh that I need to survive off of. I need to act under pressure in order to resist taking a feeding whenever possible, um, you know, whenever the perfect opportunity presents itself. I'm also really hungry, so, like, I'm just kind of, like, pushing for it. <laughs> I'm just leaning into that. Um, so... Ms. Cobb doesn't pay you a whole lot of money. She goes, oh, yeah, I, I got it on, uh, you know, off rack at Saks. Do you, do you know, where are you from? Oh, deputy, I, I really need to make a complaint. And she isn't really paying as much attention to you as you would like. Um, because she's interacting with you as long as you ask questions, but then turns back to the deputy and seems preoccupied. When I realize that she's not paying the attention that I require to me, uh, I'm just pulling up my... I'm going to go ahead and manipulate her. Okay. So I'm going to roll and first. Your manipulate is plus... Oh, jeez. Cool or plus charm? Uh, charm. I don't think I'm very charming. I have a plus one on charm. Ten. Very nice. So on a ten plus... 
uh, to manipulate somebody, they will do it for the reason you gave them. If you asked too much, then they will do the minimum. They will do the minimum it would take for them to do it. Very vague. Um, however, so I'm simply asking if she would like to join me for a. Um, uh, Mrs. Cobb, uh, that building over there, it looks very nice. Uh, would you like to give me a tour of it? It is a little empty. I think we could perhaps uh, take a look inside. I would love to discuss uh, that blazer that you're wearing. She stops, turns to the deputy, and says, I'll come find you later. And turns to you and says, actually... That is the old town library, which hasn't been used in a while. The books have been moved. And she starts walking that way with you. Um, I have some plans for how to renovate it and really give it that bed and breakfast feel. And it would be a really good compliment to the restaurant in the basement, which is really, I'll show it to you. It's fantastic. And takes you towards and um, is able to get into the building. It's not really locked or locked difficultly. She just has to like jiggle the handle and then it opens up. It's obviously not a building that they really care to lock up because there's not really anything there anymore. Um, Do we notice you. this happening or are we really focused on tease? Up to you. Yeah. That's a really good question. Um, <laughs> Character-wise, I think only Jeremy knows about my monstrous tendencies. Yes. I think Drew has experienced what I'm capable of but doesn't necessarily understand the implications and then Spoon has got no idea. Yeah, Spoon, Spoon has no idea what person. Madame Soleil is, which is the best part. Of this. I think that's amazing. Like Spoon's on the hunt for all these monsters, and then I'm right there, but I'm just super low key. And you're just like, I'm going to take this person into a random old building and eat them. Um, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, Jeremy would see you taking Miss Cobb into a building by yourself, and like when he notices this, he's like, his face just kind of drops. Oh. And he's like, oh, right. Uh, anyway, Miss Tease, and he, like, he, he'll try to work through the, the conversation, keep going uh, with her, and like fully expecting to only see one person come out of that building. Okay, so we left off with you guys in the square. Um, Madame Soleil, you are in the old library with Ms. Cobb. Uh, and the other three of you are with Tease, um, walking away from the deputy uh, to the other side of town. Is that correct? Can I, like, just... For the sake of, I, there's not really a roll for this, but can I just like roll plus sharp or something to see if I notice them walking away? Considering, uh, let me take a look. I don't think that yeah, there is like, a thing. To just read a <clears throat> read a bad situation, maybe. I oh, think no. read a bad situation um, would probably be there. Um, that is a nine. Nine. Okay. So, seven to nine, you find out So, are, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Which would be me. <laughs> <laughs> I am the danger. <laughs> um, before things do get dangerous, I do actually have to roll to see if I can fight my sure. urges. You guys are inside the building and have closed the door. I'm going to find out 
based on seven to nine, you have a hold one for, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Or what's the biggest? Yeah. Thing? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to do dangers we haven't noticed because I think that makes sense, more sense with what you'd said of just yeah. having fixed a bad situation. Um, read a bad situation. You have noticed that Tease and Miss Cobb are no longer in conflict. You also notice the deputy walking by them herself. Shit. <laughs> you don't get a 10 that gives you three. So you, you've noticed, unfortunately, it's around the corner. And you all you see is the deputy, like, milling around without Ms. Cobb. And you don't see Madame Soleil, but you don't necessarily put those pieces together yet. You're just, like, you get a vibe. Like, hey, your hackles are up a little bit. Like, are there any dangers you haven't noticed? No, but it's weird. Yeah, I'll probably, I'll go up to the deputy and ask if she noticed where the other two went because it's just weird to me that they suddenly disappeared but i know that because of time yeah that'll yeah. be happening while they've already gone into the building and closed right. the door and done whatever so you go back to the deputy and and they're like oh they she went off with your friend they went to go look at one of the houses that's up for revamp i don't know i don't live here <laughs> do, do you know which one uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's the one making the most noise. <laughs> I mean, most of these other buildings, like, the businesses are closed. Like, they're not making any noise right now. She left the room screaming. She's not screaming anymore. And I don't know. Over that direction, okay. she points back towards your group. Like, <laughs> no, not really paying attention. No, I don't think so. I think I would have noticed them then. And we are going to cut back over <laughs> to Madame Soleil. So mad. So before we really set the scene, I am going to roll my act under pressure, which will yes. determine whether or not I will act on my feet or not. Right. Ooh, do I add? Do I have any cool moment of truth? Because I got a six and that might be a fail. Cool is minus one. <laughs> oh, no. So you have a five. I am a hungry gal. So I'm going to mark experience because that's nice. Yes. Um. Do keep in mind if you fail a roll, so six or below, you do get to mark experience uh, for that skill. Um, and I believe it is five. Five or six. Six. Uh, failed rolls, you get an improvement. It's a level up. I don't think we'll get there this one shot, but we'll see what happens. Um, this is also an instance, uh, Bianca, where if you feel like you really don't want to uh, fail this, you could do two points of luck to push it into a seven to nine. Narratively, I'm really into it. It really, it feeds into my character. As one would say, <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Spoon dies instantly. R.I.P. <laughs> so, Madame Soleil, you 
fail your act under pressure to feed, um, you, as a monster, specifically, you need flesh um, from people. You are now in this dusty old library. You can see spots where there used to be countertops. There are some built-in bookshelves that are a little bit, uh, like, broken down. And Ms. Cobb is just walking around gesticulating and being like, and over there, that will be the check-in. And have you ever seen Gilmore Girls? It looks a little bit like what they did to the dragonfly, but, and just shows you all the things um, as you lose control of this need to feed. She's walking up and down some rows of bookshelves, continuing to explain, like, you know, analogies and comparisons, which are completely lost on me. And this sensation of, I have to eat right now, just consumes me entirely And without even thinking, the monstrous side of me, which manifests in what is called a kagoon, which is a Tokyo ghoul, style ghoul, to better paint a picture of what this looks like is I have these two appendages which sprout from my shoulders in times of extreme emotion, whether that be hunger, fear, um, those are mostly the two emotions. It's almost like a liquid muscle in the way that it can be manipulated. It can either be as soft as blood or as hard as teeth. So I have taken a couple of slower steps and I've staggered um, our distance between the two of us. And mid-conversation, I try to say her name, Miss Cobb. And before I'm able to say anything or before she's even able to turn around and face me, I have stabbed her in the back with these two weapon-like spears, essentially. And she just stands there motionless for a second, almost in shock. Like, are these are these two things protruding from me? Is this real? And she gurgles out a couple more words. Maybe she's still talking about the renovations that are going to happen in the library. But... I'm not listening to any of it, and I've just moved in to feed. As these appendages come out and strike, um, the body falls, and there's some gurgling, and you can see that you've clearly ruined the blazer. The skirt might be salvageable. Definitely the shoes. In fact, her earrings actually look really pretty, too, and very shiny. I might borrow those just for a little bit. There's like one of those rose gold Rolexes. Um, You're pretty sure you can keep most of this intact and like actually have some things for your souvenir shop in the back. Um, If you do this the right way. And the urge comes over you and you're trying to fight the need to feed and also like not destroy these pretty artifacts. Um, And there's some things that go right and some things that go wrong um, in that, but she is clearly dead before you start um, eating whatever parts you think are the tastiest. Um, And we're going to cut there (laughs) and circle back around with everybody else. You've got an X card. (laughs) Cut cut off the scene. (laughs) Try it. 
Um, no, it's not that. It's that you didn't spooky. see. It's that it's yeah. my job to not let these things happen. <laughs> Oops, we it's just started to I... see it happen. <laughs> We're both failing our jobs. No. <laughs> we should work together. God, we should, but right now... Two heads are better than one. The three of you are with McLaughlin, with T's, uh, and she is leading you guys towards a bar. Um, it, it's one of the... Uh, one of the buildings that has, like, a decent-sized parking lot, um, it hasn't been paved in probably 20 years. But it's a parking lot. Uh, there's a bunch of pickup trucks. There's a couple of SUVs. There's maybe one or two cars. Um, but in general, like, it's the hopping place. At most places are closed, and this place is hopping. Um, and she kind of opens the door and gestures for you guys to go in. Jeremy will head in and... Look for a table to for them to sit at. Uh, he doesn't want to sit at the bar, and he doesn't really want to find a booth. Just kind of a table near the back. Like, not against the back wall or anything, but near the back. Okay. Uh, when you guys come in, they're, um, they're almost like booths, but like the tall booths that have like the little coat rack hanging off of the side, um, and like a really old style like you can hang your hat here um there's a couple of restaurants that are in my area that kind of do this and they're like the tall backed benches um so you have a little bit of privacy they've got the little sconces laminated menus paper uh placemats that's the word uh it smells heavily of cigar smoke and whiskey and you can tell there's like oh, there's your usual bar food there's a burger there's some chicken it looks like everything is deep fried or covered in barbecue sauce uh there's a pork tenderloin because they're not that far from indiana and boy is there corn there's <laughs> roast corn there's corn salsa there is fresh like dipped in butter roasted over the grill corn they're like their specialty this week is everything corn. Everything corn. Isn't that the specialty every week? Uh, this is the particular sweet corn that this area is known for. Oh, and it's in season. Right. It's after the 4th it's of July. in season. Yeah. Yep. Corn. Yep. Cob. Pig. So you guys do manage to find one of the booths that's just being vacated. Um, there's no waitress. It looks like it's you go up, you place your order with the bartender, and then you go back down and sit. Like, it's very cut and dried. I go up to the bartender. Hello, do you have public records somewhere here in town? If you mean receipts, yeah, I got them. Not you particularly. I don't know why I'm speaking like this. <laughs> Maybe somebody's making me. <laughs> Where are they? I I don't know what you're talking public about. Public records in town. Yeah. Every um, town has public records. Where's the ones for this? Town hall? Are you going to get something to drink or not? What time is it? 6.30. What time do they close? Whenever I push the last drunk out. 
Not you, not you, not you, corn, corn, corn cob. Yeah, I got plenty of corn. What do you want? Uh, what time does town hall close? An hour ago. Interesting. Two, if they felt like it should be a Friday. And public records are in the town hall. Yeah. Newspapers. Yeah, I'm going to cut you off at this point and just say no alcohol for you tonight. Great. A little. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but newspapers. Oh, I got a bin over there for recycling. Old newspapers. Yeah. Go dig through it. It's just litter fodder at this point. I think Jeremy will have, like, shown uh, Tease and Drew over to a a booth, seen that <laughs> Spoon is trying <laughs> to do something Spoonish over at the bar. Gone up behind them. Like, Don't worry. Ta- She's uh, just spooning the bartender. It's fine. Oh, yeah. I'm just spooning him from just behind. placed uh, a hand <laughs> on the on Spoon's shoulder and just like, I don't think they know. Like, big wink. And, like, tried to pull them back over to the the booth. Are you and doing that just so like, the bartender can see? What would you find? The wink? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's for it's for everyone to see. <laughs> Not, But, like, are you, are you being obvious, like, close enough to him that he would be able to hear it? Uh, I mean, I'm not... Uh, I didn't say anything that would like reveal is like just i don't think they know wink let's go so yeah i mean that absolutely the the bartender could have seen that that's fine so uh, you see his name tag that's pinned to like this white totally dirty shirt he clearly runs the kitchen and the bar says jose and he goes of course i know i know who you're with that's tease what are you doing with her my mom oh uh there was a a protest, you know, teased uh, tease protest yeah. going on, uh, and you know she seemed very very concerned with with the the trees. And then we met this uh, cob lady, and they didn't seem to get along very well. But uh, I, we'll we'll handle we'll handle whatever's whatever's going on between them. I, I know we're not really. From around here, but we got it. It's it's fine. Let, let me let it. me give you a piece of advice. You don't. Yeah, I can tell you're not from around here. You're from the big city. You don't got any dirt in your fingernails yet. Also, your hair's too nice. I have dirt. Uh, <laughs> you have plenty of dirt, but he right now he's not talking to you. <laughs> and he's uh, he turns and says, "Just just keep an eye out for Tease. She's uh just a little, little touched, if you know what I mean." And uh. Miss Cobb. Another big wink from uh, from Jeremy. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, if you want to talk about comp construction, uh, just just let me know after the the dinner rush dies down. We'll we'll talk. I'll come over. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Uh, we'll do. Can I get you guys started with a round of waters? You got a you got a couple <laughs> young ones with you. I know. I'm gonna have to card you all. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeremy fishes his wallet out like. I mean, I'm good for it, and uh, obviously Miss T's, but uh, yeah, Waters waters would be great right now. Yeah, uh, so he gets exactly you guys set up with something, uh, T's offers to, to cover around, realizes she's got two underage kids sitting at the table, get you guys Cokes or sweet tea or whatever. Um, so you guys are now set up with T's at the table. 
Uh, you've got food. Uh, Madame Soleil, what do you do after? I have located the bathroom in the library to wash up. Okay. Um, I do, however, if I, as I stated at the, at the beginning, I do wear a red trench coat um, in order to disguise mm-hmm. any stray blood that might have just kind of dripped around. Um, and once yeah. I've considered myself proper, I have pocketed all the goods inside my very pocket-filled trench coat. It's, yep. you know, it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I'm going to message... I will multi-message Drew and uh, Jeremy to kind of get a feel for where they're at. And after they reply that they've gone to the only bar in town, um, I'll make my way there. I, w- I was going to say that, like, as soon as I sit down at the bench, I pull out my phone and start emailing you. Perfect. So that works. <laughs> Spoon is so sad. Spoon is left out. Spoon has no idea what's going on. Poor Spoon. <laughs> Come on. I'm excited for us squad, to come in, guys. Right? The rat squad. <laughs> you have one person in your rat squad. Well, if I was included in the group message, I could have had three others. <laughs> Who knows? This might be a turning point for the rat squad. I don't see it as a group message, just more of like three way communication, tri- like triangle going on. It's fine. And it's fine. then, like. I don't know about it, so I can't be upset. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's fine. I don't care. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Fine. So, uh, at some point, you meet back up with the rest of the group, presumably around the time that they get food. Um, and it's up to you if you would like to ask for any food as well. Uh, I'm gonna leave that up to you. <laughs> Pick off their plates. It's fine. Yeah, I would say that when uh, Jeremy sees Madame Soleil uh, come in. He probably would have positioned himself so that he had a view of the entrance. And Mm -hmm. when he sees her come in, I imagine the booth is really just for four people. He'll Mm -hmm. stand up, give her a a blank expression, and, like, he'll try to, like, you see the corner of his mouth try to raise as though he's trying to smile again at her. Like, it's the best thing he can do. Like, it's the best smile he can come up with, but it's just not coming. (sighs) And he'll go to one of the tables and try to grab, like, an extra chair or something. Um, he will gesture for her to sit in the booth while he takes the chair. Okay. He's so precious. <laughs> um, yeah, and she'll absolutely follow suit. Um, she'll nod at you, you know, pretty blank expression across her face. Um, but she'll definitely acknowledge that you've acknowledged her. Because um, you guys have that understanding. Yeah. Absolutely. So you guys are are now there with Tease. Is there any questions you want to ask Tease, or do you guys want to fast forward a bit? I want to pull out my phone. Okay. And email Madame Soleil. (laughs) I want to just straight up ask her. (laughs) I mean, Spoon, we have not talked much. Like, I know that you are a person with us, but beyond that, like, I just think you're, like, an extra. So let's talk. Let's do this. Okay. I don't know where to begin. Oh, I'm sorry. Have I not introduced you, uh, Spoon? This is Miss Sunny. Oh, um, I mean, Madame Soil. Uh, it's okay, no. Jeremy. I understand you cannot pronounce my name, but I, I appreciate the effort that you make. Um, bonjour. Um, oui, my, my name is Madame Soleil. You said your name was Spoon, like spoon. the cutlery. The, I would eat with the spoon, right? Yeah, it's- it's also just, it's also my name. 
Okay, no, it's 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 a good name. I'm I'm not judging. Um, so what have I missed? I see you are still with the tree woman. Yeah, where did you go? I uh, I just wanted to go for a walk with uh, the woman who called the cops on uh, on the tree woman. We just had a chat. I asked her many questions. Uh, she- can I use? Can I see if she's lying? Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, let me let me read. Can, you, can I use that on player characters? That's what I'm trying to figure out. All right. I'm gonna be fucked. I think Jeremy, against his better uh, intentions, he, well, he's because of his trustworthy nature. He's gonna actually like pull out mm. his phone, just like quick flash. Like, no, she she texted us when like what was going on. Uh, Sorry, I I for, it must have slipped my mind. That text was like two minutes ago. She was gone for so long. Yeah, no, she was telling us. She was a telling suspicious us where we mind works on if someone lies to you, you know it. Um, yeah. So at the moment, you know that Madame Soleil is not being entirely truthful with you. Um, you are quite suspicious, not necessarily of her, but of what she is saying about that incident. I don't think you've quite cr- progressed to, I'm paranoid of Madame Soleil, but you don't trust her right now because she's not telling you the whole truth. I know you're a paranoid character, but I want to make that distinction. <laughs> <laughs> paranoid is her default. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yes, it was just, we had a nice chat. We talked about uh, the crazy woman, uh, Tez. Tease. You said your name was Tease. Um, no, it was, Tease uh, looks at you and like raises an eyebrow. <laughs> Doesn't say anything. Drinks a little more of the lager. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that uh, that was it. Well, madame, it's great to meet you. Um... I swear you change your voice every time we talk. <laughs> that's what that's what Spoon does. <laughs> no, I think it's fantastic. Like she's keeping everybody guessing. It's a vocal disguise. <laughs> great to meet you. Uh, yes, no, it's it's good to meet you too. Um, I, I understand that we were trying to make plans to... Uh, Drew, what did you say? You told us... Uh, oh, of course, of course. Yeah, Drew. We were going to uh, talk about the circle. Uh, the circle is the place that we are going right. to check out. Yes? Um, I saw something this morning, and it wasn't much of anything. But it was something. And... Uh, there was leaves and seeds and acorns. And they were all just falling. That sounds ominous. It, it didn't feel ominous, though. It was oh. good. But I don't know if that's telling me that uh, we need to protect it because that's what's good here. Or, or what, but I, I know that there's something there. I think, I think we do need to protect it, says Tease. And she, she kind of launches into how she got involved with this movement and heard about it. And it's a neighboring town. And, um, you know, that this really piqued her interest. And she's not really ever in town a whole lot because she's always traveling. And she'll, like, chain herself to bulldozers. And she kind of, <laughs> like, tugs at the chain a little bit. She's got a good loop or two attached to her um, belt of pretty heavy-duty chain. Um, and she kind of pats that and makes a little jingle. You just wear that chain around all the time? You just walk around with chain? That is that is what you do? 
Uh, you have, you walk around with a hood all the time. <laughs> I have a hat, much like your helmet. It is just a head accessory. Yeah. It's not like we're wearing chains. Chains are it's, chains it's, are an accessory. She's making a face at you. <laughs> it's a it's a statement of some kind. I mean, I would never chain myself to a tree. Trees are they are not forever. No, they're not. But it's also not up to developers to decide when it's time for trees to, to kind of come to their end. I, I'm all for sustainable logging, and I get that. But this isn't that situation. This is literally tearing down trees to build a building that may or may not get used. Uh, the trees are, are much more of a landmark around here than any building could be. Especially a new one. Ugh. Yeah, uh, could you get me a lemon-lime soda or something, please? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Tease gets up and kind of, like, scoots and goes, I- I'm gonna Damn. make a bathroom stop first and I'll be back with your soda. I don't- it's not- it's not just development, guys. There's something supernatural with this circle. Supernatural? Yeah, I mean, I like, it looked weird, but- well, you would know. It has to be. Uh, I, I think the the bartender knows a little bit more th- about what may be going on, and seeing as how he wasn't either of the people yelling at each other when we got here, uh, I think it's worth looking into. Um, so when she comes back, I'm gonna excuse myself and see if see what he finds out. What what what, what I can find out from him. Well, I mean, I think. There's obviously, there's people sleepwalking. There's people sleepwalking, and it has to be connected to this somehow, which is why I'm trying to think about public records or public newspapers that date back a while, so maybe we can cross-reference the articles from online with the newspapers from long ago, but I don't know. Where would you keep old newspapers? A a library? Libraries typically have those. I'm going to go to the library. I I doubt they're open. Actually, I think... uh... I've actually I've been to the library. I can go check that out if you when want to. When were you to. at the? Uh, I mean, I've library. been there before. It's a it's a town I visited. Is she lying to me? Yes. <laughs> I've never been here before. Yeah, you've never been here before. <laughs> so it, you, it's your your hackles are up again. Like, uh, t- she she was lying about like some part of that, but you're not sure what it is. Is there like any? facial expression from uh madame soleil about like when library gets mentioned there's probably some sort of reaction from her because she immediately starts talking okay well no i was trying to figure out if jeremy would take that as a cue to be like oh that's what that place was okay so no (laughs) yeah little little frazzled I think we've got it like a close enough i'm using quotation marks friendship that you would kind of pick up on that we've been Within each other's company that you know, like, my Yeah, but Jeremy didn't views. know that that was a library. We just knew it was a building. She's the one that told you it was a library. Correct. Yeah. So, from the exterior, I didn't know what that building was. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I feel like there would have been a sign that um, you guys could have seen that it, you know, it says Memorial okay. Library in right. stone on the front or something. Like, it... it it would have been obvious enough for you guys to know, yeah, there's a library. Gotcha. Okay, so the, what I'm going to do then is Jeremy will... All right. So, okay. 
Miss Sunny was there, so she knows the, the layout of the library. She'll be able to find it way quicker than us. You and I, and he, like, points okay, at Spoon. but it would be, it would go faster, it would go faster if it was more than just her. Yeah, that's why Drew's gonna go with her. You this and I are gonna the, talk this to This is the... the least paranoid I've ever sounded <laughs> in my life. Just so everybody knows. Like, I am just, like, I'm, like, I seem normal right now. <laughs> uh, but, but you and I, we're... We're going to talk to that bartender, because, again... Bartender doesn't want to talk to me. No, but he'll talk to me. And you're good at being able to, like, put things together, at least better than I am. So you overhear what we talk about, and I mean, you'll be able to figure that out. He's got that trustworthy face. It's just, it's hard to say no to him. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying no right now. <laughs> I'm gonna... How could you see this? <laughs> I'm going to once again pull out my phone, I'm going to open up Twitter, and I'm going to DM Spoon, <laughs> and just, hey, you seem off, and by off I mean normal, question mark, <laughs> what's going on, <laughs> send. Get a notification on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I say LOL. <laughs> <laughs> All right, subterfuge isn't really working. At this point, Tease comes back from the bathroom in with a, a lemon lime. No, I send back LOL. Something's weird. Would you care to elaborate, <laughs> my companion and friend in this adventure? Question mark. Send. Tease just sees everybody on their phone. Is just like, so I leave and y'all just go to your phones, like. Are we gonna are we gonna plan tomorrow and like what time we're gonna meet and where we're gonna go to the circle? Listen, it's twenty whatever year this is. Millennials we can be on our phones. <laughs> just shrug millennials just <laughs> Well fine. If you don't want me to be your guide, then whatever. I could just leave and I could go there tonight and sleep in the forest change to one of the trees like I was planning. Oh. No, I mean you can guide us tomorrow, like you said. That we're welcome. Well, what time do you want to meet? Because right now all I see is a bunch of faces and phones. My god, mom. I put my my phone down. Old man yells at Cloud, am I right? (laughs) Jeremy just like kind of sheepishly grins at her like, um, I, I think, I think we'll, we'll meet here, not here, here, but back where we met, back, you know, where protests, save the trees, uh, back there. Yeah, the hub. Got it. We're going to meet at the hub. Okay. At like, uh, 830 ish? Uh, Dawn, Dawn. Yeah, Dawn's fine. And yeah. She looks at her watch and she goes, All right, 545. I'll see you there. Enjoy your drinks. Thank you. Waves are off. Hi. Did she pay for everything or is this coming out of your bills? Uh, she appears to settle up with Jose before. I like leaves. her. Okay. Thank you. Merci. There, there's a little bit of tension between the two <laughs> of them, but she pays and leaves. Hmm, they used to date. <laughs> <laughs> that That's your big conspiracy for these two. <laughs> they used to date? So he, he gives you guys a, a side eye. Just like, hey, she's no longer there. The, the dinner rush is starting to die down. Tries to catch Jeremy's, Jeremy's eye. Uh, yeah, I think he probably would have been following Tease with, uh, like, following... Just making sure, like, she left and all that. So, yeah, he definitely catches that. Uh, okay. Hey, Spoon. Huh. 
and he like like tilts his head and like shake shakes his head over towards the the bar like come on let's go jose actually starts making his way towards you guys i'll just get up then and intercept him okay uh he's bringing uh two mountain dews and what looks like two cokes and he, he tries to bring him over to your table and he goes Hey, uh, the, the, the rush has died down, and I see uh, you got rid of teas. Something you want to know? Yeah, yeah. So you said you you knew what the whole co- construction company was, like, what they were doing, like, what, what was really up with them? What is up with them? Because, I mean, yeah, teas is weird, but so is that Miss Cobb lady. So, let me tell you a little bit about Cobb Construction. And he puts the drinks down and he leans on the bar. And he goes, So they've been, they've been angling at this place for a long time. They think that, you know, off the beaten path, maybe eventually they'll get a casino in here. In the meantime, you know, natural beauty. But the thing is, nobody around here wants to sell their land. Because... It's a history thing, you know? It's a family thing, inheritance. Nobody wants it to fall into the hands of corporations because they've grazed three generations there. Nobody's willing to sell. I'd be willing to sell this bar, but it's, you know, got an upstairs which doesn't belong to me in the whole bit. So, I'm a big fan of comp construction and kind of what they're trying to do here. Whatever that takes. And if that means some people finally give up their land so we can get a little bit of business and get some people moving back into town, I'm fine with that. If it means that they're, uh, you know, they're going to take down some old trees. We don't get any tourist base off of that. Maybe we'll get some tourist base off of whatever they build there. I'm a big fan. Right, right. And so being that you're a, a big fan of them and all, um... When exactly did they start coming in and doing all this? Was it, how recent was it? Well, I mean, they've been they've been trying to get land here for probably nigh on a decade, but it's only been recently that they set their sights on the circle, effectively in the area across from it. Uh, it it's public land; it's owned by the town itself, so that's why you get all the hearings Ooh. and all of that. It's gotcha, probably gotcha. been. And they drew up plans and gave a proposal. Could have been six months ago, something like that. It was cold winter, definitely snow. But I don't remember a whole lot other than that. Um, they've really been around here trying to push these meetings through and get the town to decide. Maybe the last three weeks or so. Now, Ms. Cobb, she's only just shown up in the last week, maybe. Thought they'd bring in the big mm, guns, yeah, yeah. you know. Married into the family, but kind of took it by the reins. Yeah, she seems seems like a real go getter. Oh, absolutely! She's got big plans, big plans for Big Oaks. At that point, Jeremy kind of like holds up a finger, like, "Hold on, one second. I, I need to I need to check something really quick." Pulls out uh, his phone, looks at the article, and sees how uh, recent those the sleepwalking events started. Like, yeah, it was the third one, but when was the first one? The first one, um, by the date on the article, was about Mm, 10 days ago. mm, Yeah, okay. Spoon, how are you reacting to this situation? Are you going with him? Or separate? The two options are going with him and just staying at the table, right? 
Or meandering off and following T's out the door. I mean, you could do that too. Oh, am I not going to the library to look for... That's what I was wondering. I don't know if anybody left. If you would like to get up and leave, you can do that. Um, but T's has left and then Jose came over. Those are the only two things we've established at the moment. I'm not really pushing for the library, um, you know, for obvious reasons. So I'm going to remain seated in hope that Spooned is not going to push the topic. I think that Drew would push the topic because this guy is just like, oh, this corporation's cool and not really giving information. So Drew, uh, like a little, a little bit into the conversation is going to turn to Madame Soleil and just go... Uh, we have somewhere to be, don't we? She'll kind of look at you a little wide-eyed. He's not quite at your table yet. He's still at the bar. So okay. if you're... Right. So he's not at your table, so you you, okay. you can listen in, or you can get up and leave and it won't be rude. So, just to clarify. So library, like we said? Um, yes, no, let's, uh, let's go. Um, let's go. Oh, you, you want to come with us as well? It's not just going to be Drew and I? I wanted, I had the plan to come up with the library, so I would like to go. Right, right. Um, yeah, no, let's, um, allons-y, let's go. And I'll uh, <laughs> stand up, brush myself off, and, you know, nervously, like, <laughs> pulling on my little cloth hat down in my head. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you guys kind of get ready to leave, uh, and you get a little nod from Jose, uh, do you say anything to Jeremy as you guys pass? You're just kind of like having to walk yes. past him out the door. I'm gonna be like, hey, we'll meet up with you later. And then kind of <laughs> lean in and be like, if anything happens, text me literally anything. <laughs> it can be the pound key. It can be literally anything. And we'll come text back. Text the code. Text the code. Yeah, the code. Gotcha. Yeah, will do. Gotcha, Jeremy. You're Jeremy. Am I Jeremy? Who am I? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This is a new level of paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Am I? Am I Spoon? Am I? You just stare in a mirror. Am, am I, I me? me? <laughs> no, I feel like that's what Spoon does every once in a while. I do. I do that all the time. <laughs> so you guys have all left the bar. The three of you are headed to the library. Is there anything else you wanted to ask Jose while you're there? Jeremy. Uh, come back to me, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not really coming up with anything right now. Okay, that's fine. We can we can switch to the library. So you guys step out and you, you kind of backtrack a little bit. It's like maybe two blocks over and around the corner and you see the big... Um, it's a brick building, um, but above the door is one of those big stone arches or decorative pieces that's chiseled into it um public library beautiful and the door is currently unlocked unless madame soleil locked it behind her <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can let yourselves in have that kind of foresight okay um so we are looking for some specific records do we think that that i mean not that we think i i i know it is on the right side of the building so let's just walk over in this direction and perhaps we can find what we are looking for uh is it if i is there like a reception desk near us 
uh, what used to be the reception desk has been taken out. Okay. Uh, it looks like they've already started clearing out a little bit of this. There's still some bookshelves, but you can see the wear patterns on the wood. Um, and there used to be a big desk that has now been taken out. There's like no like signs or anything anywhere. You see maybe an old in-the-wall card catalog they haven't been able to remove yet. I'll go to it. It is on the right-hand side of the building. <laughs> okay. It doesn't smell like a <laughs> death. It's, it smells like must and something a little sharp. Maybe it's a mold or something. Um, you can't quite place it. Uh, and it, it just smells like a really old building that it obviously hasn't been aired out for a while. Okay. I go to the, the card thing and I start looking for... Okay. Most of the cards that are in there are pretty deteriorated. Like, as you touch them, they begin to just, like, crumble where you're <sighs> using your fingers. Like, it's it's not quite, like, ancient Egyptian parchment <laughs> crumbling, but it's, like, really no! old turn of the century, like, turn of the 1900s, um, old. You don't remember seeing this building in the picture. And it may or may not have been. So, I was just going to say, does it indicate where the papers would be? If there are any in here? The card catalog is going to be mostly books. Books. So it's not going to list newspapers. Um, okay. Would anybody like to investigate? I would. I feel like it would be investigate a mystery. Let me double check the moves. Definitely. Yeah, I've got my uh, yeah. reference sheet up. And investigate a mystery is the most relevant to our cause. Yeah. I would like to investigate. Which is going to be a plus sharp roll. Okay. And how many do I roll? Two dice. Two d6. Get those, get those good noises in. Um, and it's plus sharp. Yes. So I got a 10. A 10. Perfect. So you yeah. get to hold two questions. Um, you get to either add... Uh, you can ask one now and save the other. You can ask both now or you can hold both. The kinds of questions are what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can it hurt? Those are all creature ones. Um, what was it? What's being concealed here? And what happened here are probably going to be the two most relevant. Probably what's being concealed here because I want to look for. Sure. Um so you can ask that question. So um, I can give you that answer now or you can wait. Mm, why not? Just do now. I got nothing to lose. Maybe I do. I don't know. You're looking <laughs> around and you realize that they're kind of in the middle towards the back of the building. Um, there's a door that's off its hinges and you can see that it's not a closet. There's something past it. So you think maybe what's being concealed here is there might be stairs or an outside door or another room. Um, probably there's something behind that door. I want to go to it. Can I hey, y'all. Door. say something without being backseat GMing? Technically, isn't Madame Soleil concealing something in here that's within this building? Yeah. Yes. A tent. But... I don't know if she was looking for, like, specific to our mystery. I was just looking for well, anything. Because the, the questions are super generic. It's in true. general, which is why I'm like, 
how yes, much you are give. correct that that could be something that's being concealed. Um, I had something else in mind that would have given that clue. Oh, okay. So, um, what's I, being concealed here right. in this case is there's a door that appears to be slightly open. There's probably something being concealed behind the door. Okay. Can I go? Yeah. Do you say anything or you just take off? Just, like, look around and then... Poof. Uh, yeah, I'll say something. Yeah. There is a door. What did you do to the door? I would like to go up to the door. It's off also, the hinges. Also, ayo, there's a door. Different voice, different person, same spook. I go up to the door. <laughs> <laughs> I said all of that out loud. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like it's slightly ajar. Like maybe the top hinges um, have pulled out and it's kind of askew. Um, but it looks like it's still a functional door. You still still do have hold one, by the way. Um, yes. So just to remind you, mm-hmm. while you're still investigating, you've still got hold one. Do you guys follow? Um, yeah. Tentatively. I'm going to bring up the rear of the party. Okay. Uh, Madame Soleil, as far as I know, you left what was left of the body in one of the hallways between bookshelves. Correct. So you you might just even be trying to like bring up the rear and hide the view to that area. Yeah, no, explicitly. I'm just okay. trying to, like, divert the attention away from, okay. you know, that suspicious At the area. moment, she's not lying, but if she does, I will let Spoon know. Uh, and you still do have that hold one. The door is there. What would you like to do? Kick it open. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Kick it open. <laughs> the door creaks a little bit since the hinges go the other direction, but it's an old enough door. You're able to knock it down. Um, and it reveals two staircases. One going up, one going down. Okay, gang. <laughs> what y'all what y'all wanna do? I'm not sit I'm not I'm not sit in. I think newspapers newspapers would be in the bottom. I would say go down. Let's all go down. Okay, yep, no, allons-y, let's go. Okay. So you guys go down to the basement. It's quite dark. Um, I do think one of you has oh, a, flashlight, a flashlight, though. Yeah. Flashlight. Watchman's flashlight. <laughs> I think we said it was solar-powered or something? Uh, something along those lines. I think it was, like, anyway. or, like, the crank. Uh, the yeah, crank I think one. it was a crank one, because you got it at an Arbley Surplus store. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got a flashlight, you're shining it around. Um, you guys find not newspapers, but you do find boxes full of... Like, anything that would have been posted on the walls, like anything framed, anything that was kind of set aside, especially you find just boxes and boxes full of paperwork, but not, like, town records, more like anything they would have kept in a library as, like, reference material that applies to the town. Well, this sucks. (laughs) Is it organized, like, alphabetized boxes or anything? You can see that someone has tried to, but there's a thick layer of dust on even those boxes. Like, there's a couple that have been pulled out and, like, almost, like, restacked, but not anything that sticks out. It's all just been stored down here for a while. You get that really musty old paper smell. 
I'm getting the feeling that this might be a bit of a dead end. Um, my idea was simply to return, uh, not return, but rather to go to that forest and investigate there. I, I don't know why we are looking at the paperwork. This is a waste of time. And she's like gesticulating with her hands aggressively. Spoon does have a hold one for investigate a mystery. Do still. I just want to let you know, because as soon as you leave the library, you won't have that anymore. You'll lose it. Yeah. Because you were specifically investigating the library. Okay. Investigating the library. Um, what do you, what do you think, Drew? I don't know. I also kind of just want to go to the forest, but I feel like it's always smart to have research behind you in case there's anything. Uh, Maybe there's something about the circle. Maybe it's some burial ground. I don't, I don't know. Madame, if you would like to, you can always go back to the bar and meet up with Jeremy, and you guys can go to the circle. We'll meet you there, do some research here. Um, and she's going to take a really long, thoughtful pause. I I don't mind being of assistance. As I had mentioned, I've I've been to this library before. Um, it's, it's a good bibliotheque. I think I can perhaps assist. I just don't understand why you would want to be here if it seems pointless to you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm conflicted. Um, she's gonna pull on her hat like nervously again. I I want to help. Um, you know, I'm fond of mysteries. I like strange things that happen. I like to solve them. I like to find things along the way. I just don't know um, what exactly it is you think that you are going to find. How about we do one more sweep of the library, see if we can find any books or anything, and then. We'll go. Yep. Okay. No, let's assign floors. Anything about um, corn? Uh, what? What? Drew, what? just let me know if you find anything about corn. Uh, that's just a side note. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I think uh, if you if you want to assign up ups uh, searching places, I can search in. Um, what floor did I kill that woman? I was the first floor. Um, I, I I could search the is the first uh, the first floor if you want to look on the basement where we are currently and um, Drew you can look on whatever other floor there is. Well, we already did a sweep of this floor. I feel like if we just go together, just it'd be a lot easier because then all three of us can search a floor at once. Just like all split up and meet back in the middle. Yeah, sort of thing. Yep. No, that's that's an idea. Um, I call dibs on the spot that I want to search. That's normal, uh, right? That's what that's what people do. What? <laughs> I'm gonna go up, back up to the main floor, do one more sweep. Okay. <laughs> Madame Soleil pulls out her phone and starts aggressively uh, emailing Jeremy. Um, help, I don't know what's happening. I think something really bad is about to happen. I hope your friend Spoon was a good friend because she's about to not like me anymore. You don't know Spoon. It's true. I don't know her. <laughs> so who is, we're all going back upstairs. Some of you. All yeah, of you. I'm, I'm, I just went up back to the main floor and I'm just okay. sweeping. All right. Uh, Drew, by the way, you are aware of what Madame Soleil is. You may not be aware of all of her needs, but you, you certainly are aware of what she is. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we go back upstairs. Another sweep. Are you going to use your last hold? Sure. To, to investigate. Sure. Um, what would you like to know? Uh, what happened here? <laughs> um, you, you take quite a while and you, you kind of 
pick up on where you guys walked in and where the dust had been disturbed. Um, and you're like, okay, so there was people downstairs, but there was dust there. So maybe if I look in the dust, I can find out like where we were and then where the other person was. And you find that you guys went right, but there's another two, three sets of footprints that went left. And so you follow that around and you find a naked, half-eaten corpse in one of the rows. Half-eaten corpse, eating, corn cob, (laughs) circle, farm, swine. Okay, we're getting somewhere. What do you do? You recognize the hairstyle. Yo. 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 Come check this out. <laughs> you just live. hear from the distance, just, yo. 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 <laughs> just fairly quiet, yo. but <laughs> there's no sound otherwise. <laughs> just echoes. Yo. Yo. All right, so you guys come around the corner. And you see Spoon is standing there next to a house. I pick up a copy of Children of the Corn, by the way, on the way. Oh, it's the Children of the Corn. Thank you. Children, corn. Children live on farms. Children could technically make crop circles if they would want. Anyway, Madame Soleil, Spoon does not seem to be reacting very much to this. Uh, sorry, uh, quick question. Yeah. How far away is the library from the bar? It's about two blocks, two blocks, and then around the other side of the block. Okay. Uh, okay, that, that means Jeremy is probably not far out, like, nope. probably if, pretty if, close to the If front you of got the, the messages and you're like, if you received help, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do, you could be there in a couple of story beats. If that's what you'd like. Yeah, to no, that that's exactly that. Perfect. Like, as they were going up, if I saw help, you're headed that way. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you guys are all standing around a body. Jeremy's on his way. Now what? I look at Madame and I go, "Do you know what happened?" This is a mystery. Um, she's lying. We <laughs> <laughs> listen, girl. You've been lying to me. Since the bar, I just want to know what happened here. Did you do it? Did you? You can trust me. You can trust. You can. I. You can trust me. I, I'm gonna look at here. Drew and then look back at the body and then look back at Drew and like shrug really em- like enthusiastically. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> Hands like above Yo. your head. <laughs> Yo. Um, Yo. Did you eat that body? Did you gobble that? Did you gobble that lady up? <laughs> did you did you chew on that corn cob? <laughs> did you chew on that? Did you did you chew on that cob? <laughs> it's all about the corn, guys. I mean, her name is Cobb, so yeah, yeah she did indeed <laughs> chew on that cob. Jeremy's in the doorway saying that. <laughs> she was like, "Well, technically, like, well, this is factual." So you all have been standing there, and and Jeremy like pushes the door open and goes, well, "What's going on? What's wrong? What's wrong? Who's what? Oh!" And um, you you see just like like part of Madame Soleil's trench coat just like off to the left, and you have to like move around the bookshelves to see that they're all standing over something. 
in the bookshelves. Uh, okay, so I see that I run over full tilt, just straight towards them. <laughs> like probably, I probably like bump into a bookshelf here or there. Oh yeah, uh, along my way. They just hearing a bunch of noise. I'm going to ha- like have my hand on my weapon, just like ready. Yep, you hear the the door fly open. What? 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 What's going on? What happened? I feel like I heard his voice in the distance. <laughs> yeah, no. Once I, I realize him. that it's his voice, I'll be like, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> it's like just Jeremy. It, it's it's harmless, Jeremy. Oh, and uh, since it probably wasn't parked a, too far away, he probably would have uh, picked up his uh, bat. Okay, as well. Sounds good. So you've got a bat. You you coming in? Uh, um, bat in hand, and I come upon this scene like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is a lot worse than those stories made it out to be. I uh. give I give him a very pointed look. So do I. I'm just like, Rat Squad doesn't lie, man. <laughs> you changed the name on your phone. You're like no longer Rat Squad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're Rat Squad. Turns out we were only Rat Fam. Damn. Yeah. Is that a lesser uh, degree? That sounds better. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I know, I realized it as I was saying it. No, you're like, you no, don't know where Spoon fam. comes from? You don't know where Spoon comes from. <laughs> Nobody does. Lesser to me. When when Spoon uh, says that, I looked at Madame Soleil. Did, did you tell her? I I haven't been able to see a single thing. I just, I've thrown my arms up in the air and then she's been making all kinds of faces. I don't know what to do. Jeremy, you have to help me. I, I just, I'm not sure how to, um, what do I do in this situation? Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everyone, calm down. And Baby, Jeremy kind of like steps between them, between the two, uh, between, um, um, I mean, well, not not directly between, but... If he has to intervene, he's there. And so, Spoon, I know I know there's a lot that goes on in the world. There's, there is a lot that goes on in the world that we just don't know about. We really don't. And there are some things that I think are absolutely true. Not all of it's true, but some things are true. And... Maybe what's going on in this town isn't everything what we thought it was, but, I mean, that's what we're here to find out, okay? Jeremy. 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 (laughs) Jeremy, do you not watch my YouTube channel? I think I'm just figuring out that you don't watch my YouTube channel at all. I know more than anybody that there's things out there. I know. People don't listen to me. People call me weird. I know that this is out there. If anything, this is cool as shit. I mean, it's creepy as shit. I'm sorry. I don't mean to call you creepy, madame. But but this is this is like awesome for me because it gives me validation. <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you if you don't hurt me. Like So then hearing that... Jeremy, like, he had his, like, shoulders up, kind of tense, and he's like, oh, okay. Big sigh of relief, <laughs> like, oh, all right. Um, this, hmm, it, this isn't my thing to tell, so I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Madame, Madame Soleil tell this. 
This was the real mystery. (laughs) (laughs) The mystery of friendship. Oh, my dear. I'm happy to cut it here if you guys are. I I don't know what you... I mean, I am a little monstrous. It's a bit of a long story. Um, I was born a human, however, circumstances happened, and I've got this, um, it's, it's, it's an insatiable, um, desire to rather, um, feed on humans. I can't, I, I don't know how to explain it properly. I just, um, and she's going to point to the words, the body, uh, towards the body. This is the consequence of me being a monster. Monsters are not, are not good people. I, I am not good people. I, I, I have to keep my friends at arm length because I do not want to hurt them. If Spoon, I, I understand that you are really interested in the monstrous world, but it is dangerous. There is no good that can come out of this. Jeremy says, to Mount Slate, you you are good people though. It's it's fine. Oh, <laughs> oh merci, merci, <laughs> c'est gentil. It's so nice of you to say. And then there's Drew, who has also seen this in action and got chosen over Madame Soleil. Drew, how are you feeling? <laughs> I holding up. Drew is just kind of staring into the void. Just because Drew is very conflicted about whether monsters are bad or not. And being chosen to fight them is really hard for Drew. Because Drew wants them to be redeemable. And hearing a monster who is the most redeemable monster that she's met so far say that there's no good in monsters... Is making her stare into the void. (laughs) (laughs) I think as you stare into the void, the paralysis takes over. And this time, it's not a comforting feeling. It's a tense. Like, the paralysis just washes over you as you stare. You don't see anything. You don't hear anything. It's just this feeling feeling that you get of continued fear and tension and you feel it rising um and then as soon as it starts it's done and you're back to yourself and you can move it takes about four seconds we need to we need to go we need to i'm glad everybody's on the same page now we need to get going where are we going? The circle? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's try oh, that. Yeah, no, this is where I wanted to go to begin with. Um, Spoon, I, I'm sorry. Uh, if you want to continue to be uh, acquaintances, I am more than happy. But um, Apologies later. Yeah, let's <laughs> just go. start running. <laughs> Apologies while we're running. So as you guys leave, you see that the street is pretty well deserted by this point. It's seven, almost eight o'clock at night. Everybody pretty much turns in early. The bar's really the only place that stays open late. Um, And as you guys are running away from the building, you see the entire library is now covered in ivy. (laughs) 
You don't remember that before. Wait, turn back around. (laughs) (laughs) It's now got all these climbing vines and ivy. Not covering the building, but clearly enough that, like, it goes all the way up to the second floor and, like, around the windows. And it was not there when you went in. Jeremy, you don't remember it either. Mm. Um, can I try to see where it looks like it's starting from? Like, does it look like it's coming from the ground up towards the top? Yep. Looks like it's coming from the ground. And even, like, behind some of the bushes that are in front, um, it's coming straight out of the ground. Does the vegetation only, is the vegetation only around that building or is it elsewhere throughout the town? You've seen buildings that have this kind of ivy. Um, It's usually ground cover ivy. So you saw it like near where um, Tease was protesting. You saw some and you saw some on the building that Ms. Cobb came out of. um, But nothing to this extent and nothing else has grown as quickly as this has. You guys have only been in there, like, maybe 30 minutes or an hour at most. And now the entire building is covered in ivy. Man, that, that cuts you real, really gross quick, huh? We gotta set it on fire. Let's, uh, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I think we should investigate the mystery. This seems um, awfully mysterious. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and roll a sharp. Two dice, not three. Okay. Uh, can I try to help? Can yeah, I? there's a there's a help or an aid action. Uh, ah. I believe it's one of the moves. And I believe yeah. if you succeed, it gives a plus one. Yeah. Yep. So you're still going to roll. Okay. Can I um DM that person on Twitter again? And can I roll net friends? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, help out. On a 10 plus, you grant them a plus one. On a 7 to 9, you grant them a plus it's one. It's fine. What'd you get? I rolled a 5. You rolled a oh, 5. No. On a miss, you expose <laughs> yourself to danger or tremble without no. helping. Cool. So we'll deal with that in a second. Um, uh, Jeremy was <laughs> Bianca, trying to what help did you as get? well. Is that alright? Okay, yeah, you can also do it. Yeah, uh, Jeremy got an 8 in total. Okay, nice. uh, you also expose yourself to trouble or danger, but you get a plus one. So, Bianca, whatever you rolled, you get a plus one to it. That's actually nice, because that turns my nine into a ten. Perfect. So, you get hold two. I'm going to have you take a look at the questions that you get while we resolve net friends, and then we'll get into trouble and danger. Um, I, I rolled an eight. Okay, on net friends, which we just reread that. Okay. On a 7 to 9, they're prepared to help, but it's either going to take some time or you're going to have to do part of it yourself. Um, what are you asking them to help with? Um, well, I'm, because like I DM'd them earlier mm-hmm. about like the, the circumstances. I'm gonna DM them. Is this Kimmy or is this other net friends? Kimmy. Okay. And I wanna just send like something random at first to like or like that one of those arrows upwards to see yeah. uh about that. And then I wanna send them a picture of the vines and question marks. Okay. Um you got and an eye emoji. You got a nine. Um 
I'm going to say you don't receive something back right away. It's going to okay. take them some time to respond to you. Okay. Um, so in the meantime, uh, we got a 10 on the holds. Uh, so you get to hold two. I would like to immediately ask what happened here. Okay. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> what happened here is that your identity has been exposed. Okay. Mm, um, I accidentally was live streaming. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. You don't know, like, more than just, you know, it's been exposed to Spoon. It's something you already knew, but it is what happened here. It's literally what just happened is Spoon found out that you're a monster. Okay. Can I re-ask the same question, but, like, reiterate it specifically towards something else? Uh, I think that would have to be a new role. You can ask a different, similar question. Well, I mean, oh, okay, so even with a whole two, I just have to ask two. You have to ask two different questions. Gotcha. All right. Um, yeah, let me let me ask, um, what sort of creature is this super fast-growing vine? Is it something I can identify? Is it something ultra mysterious? Is it a creature? Or is it just like we put a lot of like plant food in the ivy? Um, that fertilizer is really kicking in. I, I had to pull up the, the move again to make sure I was doing this right. <laughs> what sort of creature is this? Um, you're aware that this is not a normal plant. You think it is some kind of creature, sentient plant? It's something more than just fast-growing ivy. This had some sort of plan or intelligence to it. You're not sure the, the exact creature, but it is a sort of creature that has intelligence. Okay. Um, I'm going to relay that more or less to the to my party um you know just kind of inform them like i i think that this is um this plant is something that we need to investigate it is a sentient creature and we might need to go to the circle where the heart of it um is probably the bad things that happen that's are to megan right uh to megan and to kyle right um, oh. your phones do that bzz, bzz, that they do before they die. <laughs> you have both oh, no. lost your phones. Great. So until you can charge them, your phones are now both dead. That It may not be immediate danger, but it is definitely a downside because you guys are talking about going into the forest and you just lost two phones. You guys have been relying pretty heavily on those. Yeah, that's that's not great. That is not optimal. All right, we, Soleil, you're right. We should go to the forest. That makes the most sense. I don't think we should wait. We should go right now. Like, we do not have to wait for that woman to come in the morning. We don't need no, her. No, no, we don't mm-hmm. need her. I really just didn't want her around tonight. <laughs> I got a bike. I got two sets of pegs. Somebody can sit on the, the my shoulders. <laughs> I, I, I have my truck. You can... Yeah, Jeremy has his truck. Uh, we don't need to take your bike, but thank you, Spoon. It, it it was a good offer. 
You should also bring the bike, though. And the bike is in the, the bed of the truck, latched in, to make sure you didn't lose it. Good. You're paranoid of people, but you feel like you trust Jeremy enough to, to put your bike there. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> Notice how I said that. <laughs> For now. Oh, well, I mean, you could rationalize it like you're going to be with Jeremy and he has the keys to the truck and if it's oh, yeah. latched to the yeah, truck, that, then it's not going I, anywhere, I hand-waved so Spoon being paranoid about that, that yes, you can latch it to the truck and that's the safest place for it right now. So you guys take the truck to the circle? Yeah. Yeah, someone's, I'm sorry, uh, someone's going to have to be in the back, but yeah, uh, every, everyone can do it. Okay, so you guys head towards the circle. It is now the, like, sunset? It's not quite dusk or dark yet because it's the summer and it takes, like, nine o'clock till things actually start getting dark. But just to keep in mind, it is getting towards dusk. Um, you do get a few odd looks as you, like, barrel this truck down the road towards the circle. Um, you guys are able to park it, pile out. It It's about a quarter mile across and seems to be fairly deep that you can't see the other side the trees seem to tower above you the ones on the outside are a little bit younger but you can see that kind of like mounds up as the ones in the center are clearly the oldest um what would you guys like to do well i mean jeremy's the one driving so I'll, i'll get as close as i can safely yeah. Um, park and yeah, hop yeah, out. So you guys are able to to park like right next to what looks like a concrete pylon. Um, upon getting out, it's a marble slab with an engraving. Ooh, what's it say? What's it say? What's it say? It says dedicated 1864 Big Oaks to the fallen and what remains. We plant these trees. Plant these corns. You plant corn. Okay, it's all coming together. Okay. So, Spoon, you're the one that, like, knows this area the best. Um, Kind of being from rural Midwest. um, This is... Some of these states were split in the Civil War. And 1864 is when the war ended. You know this town is, dates to at least 1910. If this was inaugurated in 1864, this town is at least that old. Oh, wow. I have information. <laughs> <laughs> Enlighten us. Jeez, yeah, sure. And I'd tell them everything that was just said. <laughs> Sounds good. So you tell them, like, the age of the town based on the photograph, based on the engraving, that this may be referring to Civil War-esque time. Um, it doesn't say a whole lot more than that. Uh, so I wasn't super off when I said burial ground. We should keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let I, I don't think we're going to find out any more out here. Just kind of head forward. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good with that. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything that you guys would like to do on your way in? Um, perhaps. Take out my knife. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to pull out my weapon. Okay. And then I put my knife back. And I clack my, my fingerless Your gloves, weighted gloves. Knuckles. Mm-hmm. 
They're uh, not weighted. They just make funny noises my, when I click them together. My weighted fingerless gloves. <laughs> I click them together. It's good. Um, while those two are, are nervously reacting, I'm going to go ahead and read a bad situation, which is going to be a plus okay. sharp roll. Uh, oh, God, please tell me I have a plus something. Because right now I rolled a six. Uh, I'll bring out my character sheet on sharp. Nope. Well, it's a failure. Um, so I'm not really um, reading any situations. Can I check my phone to see if she replied? Oh, sorry, I interrupted. Oh, yeah. No, you, you had that. Um, as you guys are piling out, you kind of look at your phone. Um, Kimmy responded and said, man, there's a lot going on with um, green and trees. Check out the peace circle. <laughs> and type <back> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that's as much as you get um, because okay. Kimmy was aware that like the town and like she had been the one that was commenting. They had been the one that was commenting, um, and that was what she was able to tell you from that. Uh, read a bad situation failure. Oh yeah. Other consequences. You misread the situation, or you might reveal tactical details to your enemies. Or oh, like that. Okay, what what do I misread? Um, you think that you guys will be able to move through here pretty quickly. Like you know, you can't see through it, but like you should. You're like, oh yeah, based on the age of the trees, we should always be able to find our way out. We go in towards the old trees and come back out with the young ones. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll reiterate that to them. Fully confident in what I believe is correct. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, no, right? Thank you, Jeremy. I mean, you always agree with me. It's good. So you guys head in. Someone said peace circle. Someone said we'll just follow the age of the trees. Two people Wait. have dead phones. What are we doing now? This is a peace circle. And then I just keep walking. <laughs> Wait, what is that spoon? Spoon, spoon. what? Yeah, spoon. this is yeah. a this yeah. is a this is a Sounds peace right. circle. This is for peace. So we should go to it. Yeah, that's why I'm walking still. Do you know where it is? Where? Yeah, where is the circle? Oh, jeez, it says the center, right? Another peace. It says uh, go to. The peace circle. Mm, I assume this is the peace circle. Uh, I'm just going to assume we go to the middle. Okay. So you guys <laughs> wander into the forest, uh, into the peace circle. Is it like a dark and spooky forest? Uh, like it is sunset, we... and the further mm -hmm. you go in, the darker it gets. You do okay. have someone with a flashlight. Only one flashlight, though. Like That's only so much light. It is a watchman's flashlight. It's very bright. It's Ooh. one of those like hand crank ones. Oh, and the more yeah. you crank it, the brighter it is. And it's heavy. Yeah. That's one of those. Nice. Okay. As you guys are going through, you feel like, oh yeah, this is definitely the path. And it's a little bit windy. And it's a little bit like, you know, you're trying to find the clearest way. There's a lot of like brush and brambles. And you're trying to avoid getting those, um, those were the burrs that the dogs get. And you're just, like, trying to dodge around things. There's pine cones everywhere. There's pine needles everywhere. There's a bunch of leaves. Um, and, Drew, you notice that all of the 
colors of the trees match your original vision. It's the middle of summer. You're seeing purples and greens and yellows. And you're seeing not fall colors, but you're seeing all of the colors that you saw of the leaves falling. Closer you get in, the more these seeds and leaves start just gently falling. Not as much as you saw in your vision, but it's almost like the wind is shaking trees and everything just starts gently falling. I look up to it and just go, guys, this is it. This is what I saw. And you find that when you stop, the leaves still kind of move a little. Like they're still drifting. You get that sense that you had. Fear. These are the two dreams and visions intersecting. Visuals are right. The feeling is wrong. What are the rest of you doing? Um, I, if I hear Drew say that this is it. I know that it's dangerous. So I'd like to try to read a bad situation. Okay. Uh, and what is that? Is that, is that uh, sharp? It will be, yeah, plus sharp. Yeah, plus one to that. Ooh, opposite ends of the spectrum there. Uh, I rolled a one, then a six, and I have uh, plus one, so I get eight. Okay, that's a hold one. You can ask one of the following questions. Mm-hmm. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's the most vulnerable to me? What's the best way to protect the victims? So I think I want to use it on, uh, is there something that we haven't noticed yet? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed yet? Because we're, obviously, we know we're walking into a dangerous situation. And if Mm -hmm. this is it, what what what's here what what have we not seen yet so as jeremy looks around and drew has stopped and has this like look of something's not right jeremy stops looks around and jeremy you realize you don't know what direction you came from <laughs> everywhere around you looks the same there are vines and ivy and everything that you guys have been avoiding that you have followed into this area It now all looks the same. There is no clear way for you guys to get out. That is the danger you haven't noticed. It has blocked all your paths. Uh, guys, um, we're a little surrounded here. Kind of pointing out, locked off. So as long as you work within the confines of your blocked off, any of your rolls have plus one. I'm gonna kind of look around at everyone and then just shrug and go all right just project out into the forest apparently you're sentient or something what do you want what is this it's gonna be fun do you think if we stab the ground it will alert the monster we can just like kick a tree or um i kick a tree only one way to find out yeah (laughs) thank you spoon merci spoon so, Drew, you're, you're calling out to the trees. Are you using a move for this, or are you just talking? Um, I'd probably try to do manipulate to try to 
Like, um, I'm going to try to yeah. encourage it to talk to me. I'm trying to get a response. I'm also seeing on your heroic and your doom. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot <laughs> about those. Yo, what's up, my whole everything? One of your dooms is sympathy with the enemy. Yeah. So I think you just need to keep that in mind as we play yeah. this out. Um, yes, I do. This is the peace forest. I say after I kick the tree. Okay. You <laughs> kick the tree. Light kick. Like You just, like, I'm go sorry. tap it. Sorry. An acorn, fairly decent size, maybe, like, good old silver dollar, hits you on the shoulder. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I turn, and I'm like, why would you do that? She told me to. <laughs> I was just trying out the ideas. I didn't think she would actually I was already react. trying out an idea, guys. I mean, yes, no, how did your idea go? Well, I don't know, because you kicked it. I tap. First of all, I tapped it with your foot. <laughs> Second of all, I don't think I ruined the situation by being hit with a little acorn. It's kind of like if someone took a golf ball and like dropped it from twenty feet and it hit you in the shoulder. Like it's sore. It hurt, but I deserved it. I'm sorry. You didn't take any harm. From I, I I look back and I go, see, we're even fighting over this. Come on. <laughs> what's wrong is it Cobb because we don't like them either is that what hey, this is Co- you don't have to worry about Cobb anymore wink at a tree <laughs> literally they're like CEO or something's dead they're dead how can they move forward with production can you like spell wink. something out in vines anything in vines what's your favorite one is anything happening to their you're potting? you're hearing some whistling through the trees. The leaves are still falling. Um, at the moment, you guys are just talking. There's nothing you're actively doing. I hug the tree. Okay. Um, as I watch these two struggle um, mildly enthusiastically, I'm going to go ahead and use magic. Um so the type of magic that I tend to um, imbue is related to my actual monstrous ghoul effects. Um, however, within the uh, use magic category, there is something called communicate with something that you do not share a language with. Okay. Could I communicate with the trees as I don't speak their tree language? You can certainly give it a try. Oof. I'm going to use my two favorite dice. Okay. I'm rolling plus weird. I've got a three on plus weird because I'm weird as heck. <laughs> nice. Twelve. Oh, uh, yeah. Hello, weird. The magic works without issues. Um, choose your effect. You'd like to communicate with something you don't share a language with. How does this use magic manifest itself? What are you doing to speak to a tree? So, yes. Um, real quick, though, um, advance on a 12 plus, the keeper will also offer you an added benefit. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, so in order to communicate with the trees, I'm like the um, appendages from my back, they kind of like boil out into existence and they grow into become these long, almost tree limbed like 
um, branches and I'm going to crouch down and one is going to reach out and touch the trunk of a tree while the other will touch the ground closer towards its roots and I'm going to close my eyes and just think really really hard like a tree okay so as you see spoon this is the first time you've seen this actually happen jeremy and true you've seen this happen before in various situations um these two muscular appendages come out of the shoulder blades and one stretches up the tree and one goes down into the detritus and the towards the roots and Madame Soleil just looks very peaceful and looks like she's trying really hard to commune with nature. And you get this sense. It's not really language, but you almost get these pulses, like the way that the trees um, get their nutrients up and down is in pulses of um, like maple trees, syrup. Um, It's maple sap. Uh, so you're getting these vibes and the vibes say like danger, fear, danger, fear, protect, danger, fear, danger, fear, protect. And you're getting that sense. This tree is terrified. And right now it is seeing you as a danger. Aww. Can I like coax it to be like, hey, it's okay, tree friend. I'm I'm not your enemy. You kind of like... Start caressing it. I'll, I'll caress yeah. it, yeah. Never mind kicking trees, even though that was my suggestion. And then you, you start talking to it just in a low mumble, and you feel something is on one of your tendrils. Do you look down, or do you just I let it go? will open my eyes and peer at it. There is this exact same ivy as before, um, and... It is wrapping itself slowly up your tendril and one of the leaves upturns and inside this giant ivy leaf is a pine cone. It's not as large as the one you saw before, but it's almost as though it's giving it to you. I'll reach out nervously, but I will go ahead and grasp the proffered pine cone. Um, go ahead. So you just kind of hold it? Yeah, a little confused, kind of like, I'm going to hold it up high so anybody kind of behind or around me can peek at this little pine cone I now have as a gift. The vine uh, retracts back down the tendril and you feel the tree pulses change. Peace, friend, life. Peace, friend, life. Peace. I'll turn to the other three and I'll show them the pine cone. I, I'm not sure I understand, but the tree has given me this pine cone, and um, it, it at first it had an incredible sense of danger, but I think that I might have been the cause of it. However, with this pine cone, it makes me feel uh, safe and comfortable. So you- the. The forest was protecting itself from us? From people? Uh, hey, Jeremy. Yeah? Could you roll me read a bad situation again? You get a plus one carry forward. 
Nice. That I can do. Since you were the one that noticed the block before. Okay, I'm real glad that I got that plus one, because I rolled a four and a one, which makes five, plus I get a plus one on the, the sharp, and then that plus one gets me to seven. Okay, so you get to hold one question. Um, what's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? What's the best way to protect the victims? I'm giving you a freebie yeah. here because you had your plus yeah, one. Yeah, I know. And I feel like you were the, you're the character that's staying in tune with that the most. I'm really trying to figure out if, if, the, if the force thinks we're the danger or maybe if there's something else here too that it's trying to protect itself from. Uh, so I guess what's the biggest danger? Uh, what's the biggest threat, right? Sorry, yes, 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 sorry. What's the biggest threat? Such a vague question. It's great. Um, (laughs) The biggest threat to the area that you're in, like the worst thing you can think of, would be if this whole area got set on fire. The biggest threat right now is fire. You don't see anything. It's not an immediate danger, but the biggest threat would be if the forest burned. There's enough detritus around, this would just go up, even with how old the trees are. I don't know how to solve this mystery. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do we stop this? Okay, so let's let's reconvene. We've got sleepwalkers who wake up scratched up. I assume they're just partying in this forest, but like... Sorry, I feel like I need to talk in Madame Soleil voice. Um, okay, everybody, let's convene. What if they're um, sleepwalking? Yeah, no, what if go they're ahead, sleepwalking spoon? to set it on fire? What if somebody's making them do it? I like that. That's... I was wondering about the people themselves, uh, and this was actually something that I really wanted to ask the the cook slash bartender mm-hmm. uh, back before I got the message was, in what way those people might have been related to uh, mm. the cop, um, cop com- construction company? Like, were they big advocates of them? Were they, you know... People who Were spoke like, out against has... them. Like, what was their relationship to yeah. the company? That would have been good to find out. Yeah, that's why I was asking about city records earlier. Yeah. I feel like we had a lot of, like, areas to explore and then didn't. <laughs> so as you guys are standing there and you're kind of like, ah, um, the vines come around each of you, not in a threatening way. But they all pick up something. Um, One has a giant acorn. One has one of those um, helicopters. Um, One has an enormous uh, oak leaf. Um, One, it's it's a very large elm. Um, You see all of these and each one of you get offered an additional gift by the ivy. And as you guys are standing there not really sure what to do, these vines... This ivy lifts up and offers you each a gift. I take my gift. I take it. As you guys, as the last person takes theirs, the vines just kind of, and they wilt. (laughs) And you're looking around. One of the areas that had been blocked off just widens. And you see all of the vines and everything that was blocking your way. Even a dead branch gets pulled by the vines. And the leaves start falling gently again. At this point, Drew, that fear has left. 
it's now that peace, that comfort, that safety that you got in the original dream. It seems better now. Uh, but what did we do? Did we help the forest? I don't I don't think this is over. I think it wanted us it wanted us here. It wanted us to come here. And it gave us these things I guess to fight off whatever is harming it. I mean two out of three of them are seeds. I mean clearly there's something special about them. Why would the forest give us these if they they were just Larger than average things. I mean, this is like Jeremy going off of like weird things usually have a purpose because that's <laughs> yeah. I'm just going through everybody's moves and making sure I've got um Jiwancha, your your sympathy with the enemy um mm-hmm. kind of rises up and you start to feel like Maybe you understand where this... Obviously, Ivy that moves on its own and grows up that quickly and then wilts, like, that's weird. That's not supposed <laughs> to happen. <laughs> that's clearly something. Um, but you get this thing that, like, you've been offered a gift by the forest and somehow the forest is now no longer your enemy. You understand where it's coming from. Um, and I think that Madame Soleil by having talked to the tree and have it change how it views you, you also feel like whatever it thought was dangerous is now peaceful. So you guys are getting the sense that something has happened. You may not realize the magnitude of it, but something has happened since you guys have been in here and it has changed how you're interacting with the forest. I say forest, the circle. It's not that big of a forest. (laughs) Well, uh, we can figure this out back over at my truck. I, I really don't want to be trapped in here anymore. I mean, I get that it's all nice and peaceful again, but I, I think it's best if we, you know, head back. I, I'm just afraid that if we leave the forest, that we will not stop the people if they keep coming here and, and injuring themselves. Like, have we... Have we come here and have we accomplished what we set out to do? Is that, is that done? Maybe the forest was calling them. But why would it call them? As like it called us, kind of. Yeah. Spoon. Sometimes your ideas are are pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it just needed allies. Needed friends. I mean, we stopped the construction company. It's, um... Hopefully. It was an accident. I mean, if ever you need to remove some people, just call me. But it was a good job. Thank you, Spoon. Thank you. Uh, merci. <laughs> Though that's probably really not the way we should go about things. Uh, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> Let's not kill just strange just, women. Strange just wanted people. to make sure that that was out there. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. As you guys are walking back out of the forest, it's just like when you went in. It's There's a clear path for you to go. Um, there's enough opening in the canopy of the trees that y- you have the flashlight, but you don't necessarily need it. It shows you kind of where you're supposed to go. And you guys end up right next to the truck. 
um, the two of you that have working phones, um, you get uh, an email and a notification, like um, Spoon, you get a notification from Kimmy. And Madame Soleil, uh, you get some kind of proximity news, maybe? Like a, a relevant tweet, something like that. Um, Kimmy says, OMG, what did you do? And the proximity news says, town decides to hold construction project after death of founder. <laughs> oh no, they found her! <laughs> They can't prove who did it. They can't That's prove literally who did the it. tweet. It's just an AP line. Like, there's nothing more to the article. That's the headline. Love those associated press lines where it's just, that's it. Yep, that's it. That's all we got. Like, we'll give you what we got. Yeah. Um, and then Kimmy sends back another direct message on Twitter that's just like, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. And then it's got like one of those plant things that's just like a leaf. Or oh the my Canadian God, is that leaf. a weed? <laughs> I send back popcorn, and then corn, and then a question mark, <laughs> and then an eyeball, and then a spaceship. She goes, want to watch a sci-fi movie at a drive-in, question mark? Hell yeah. You're like, yeah. <laughs> hell, yeah. hell yeah. Well, I have a date now. And that's where we're going to call this mystery. Um, I'm sorry it was anticlimactic. <laughs> I think we took you on too many, like, detours. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I, there were a lot of things you guys could have discovered, but by you railroading, like, just going straight for it, I was like, great, we'll make our time. And then I was like, crap, there's no fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, there's, it's typically, you're always supposed to have a fight in Monster of the Week. Always, always, always got to end with a fight. But oh, good. We hugged the trees. And well, you kicked peace. them first. <laughs> and then I hugged. It was a light You kick. did kill someone, which did successfully complete the mystery. And that, if anything, was technically a fight. It was technically a fight. Just, it was one-sided. Just one-sided. It was so, I was like, I'm not even going to have you roll for kick some ass or anything. <laughs> yeah, this was just like a flat out, I'm going to surprise you and kill you because I'm a monster. <laughs> so, um, that's it, guys. Thanks for participating in Monster of the Week and this homebrew adventure. <laughs>